Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming at you from Splendid of Isolation, this is episode 47 of The Simpsons Index. Hello, I am your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me tonight in Splendid Isolation is... Hello, everybody. I'm Phil. And... Oh, hoi, hoi. No, you have the wrong number. This is 4246. I suspect you need more practice <laughs> operating your telephone machine. Not at all. Ahoy. <laughs> Phil and BT are joining me, or I'm joining BT. It's mm. your house. Well, actually, because this is getting knocked down and rebuilt soon, I've renamed it to Temple of Doomed. <laughs> it's no longer a more appropriate name. Yep. Wait, they're knock- knocking down the whole building? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know they were going that hardcore renovation. Full hardcore reno. Yeah. Bring a. They're having a sledgehammer party. I like you just invented a new reality show, too. Hardcore <laughs> renovations. <laughs> you won't believe what they get up to. Oh, I want to write the music for that so bad. <laughs> Um, yes, and this is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time. The catch is each episode comes from a different decade, and we take our rankings and we put them in the spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. And starting out tonight, we watched an episode from the HD era. It was called My Fair Lady, F-A-R-E. What? It was oh, season twenty. Now it makes sense. Wordplay. Yeah. <laughs> it was season twenty-six, episode fourteen, written by Mark Wilmore. First released in February twenty fifteen. Guys, what did you think? Mixed bag on this one, actually. Um, mm, I hear that. Started yeah. with a lot of potential, then it didn't know what to do with that potential. Then it squandered it. Then it kind of sucked. Yeah, I feel like it had some good funny jokes in it, mm. but the story was kind of boring. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say the highs of this episode were like I I didn't have any belly laughs. I just had more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I got a couple of good. I think because mostly I was not expecting it. Like, have a lot. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, just because yeah, they kind of blindsided me a little bit. I think it did some very, very good peaks at about five out of ten. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think there's any like fuck you fails in there either. No, so. It, it did start a little bit better than it ended, though. So we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. And 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 as we say, we always like them to stick the landing. Always. And so did this episode start with them watching TV? Uh, no, it did not. No, it did not. Okay. We're going to start keeping track of that. <laughs> it's good because it's a trend. Oh, I it's think like it's very a uh, catalyst to getting the episode going. It's like, oh, my God, yeah. the chili cook-off or something. Yeah, I mean, we've noticed that a lot of these really actually start with us watching The Simpsons watching TV. Yeah. Right. That's very weird. What it, are The it, Simpsons it, watching? Usually Us? itchy and scratchy, sometimes eye on Springfield, sometimes the news, news yeah. sometimes just random crap, sometimes it's an ad, but it happens a really a lot. And does that then lo- lead to uh, crazy coincidences and wacky hijinks? It does. Exactly. Ah, I and sometimes the itchy and scratchy set up themes that will be explored later in the episode. My, my. All right, so we're mixing it up a bit this episode, going to try it on, see if it works. This is an ever-evolving podcast. And it's getting a lot harder to edit as these episodes go on a bit longer. Who knows so, what it'll be like between now and the time it becomes unprofitable. <laughs> uh, so we're going to actually start out with the questionnaire. So first of all, play count. How many times have you guys seen this episode? Uh, this was my first. This was also my first. Yeah, I'd say this is about my third. Um, I remember catching this on a plane on my first You'd have to. It yeah. has a real plain Simpsons it really, episode It really, really does. I was about to say. <laughs> so the storyline... Um, a and B story. In the A story, Marge becomes an Uber driver. In the B story, um, Mo 
wow, it's really complicated. Yeah, B story, <laughs> uh, Homer becomes Mo, ruins it. Mo becomes the uh, works of the plant. It's yeah, it's it's a little all over. Briefly place. dating a, a Joan Rivers parody yeah, woman. That was yeah, I think it was really just both stories were people explore new uh, vocations, vocations for themselves because they're yeah. sick and tired of it being taken advantage of or yeah. having their bar destroyed. One or the other. That's true. Yeah, the the most storyline um, was the weaker of the two, I thought, because, yeah, now that I try and synopsize it, it's actually kind of a convoluted story. I, I have notes. We'll get there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Marge is an Uber driver or a here-to-there driver. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought it was a cool idea and it kind of didn't do much with it. Mm. Um, it reminds me a lot of the one where... They end up being VR family for Mr. Burns in the sense that my main note was if she doesn't like it, why doesn't she just stop? Yeah, yeah. And she pretty much got to that conclusion anyway. And then there was some fake stakes rolled into it with the taxi drivers going to beat her up. Very briefly. Yeah, that was weird. So, yeah, the storylines, yeah, a bit weak. Really weak, actually. The story, both lines and both A and B, I don't even know if you could call them A and B stories because they were Mm. really both B stories. Pretty much. But, (laughs) like... Marge's Uber taxi driving thing was burned on by almost nothing, mm. did nothing, and then ended for no reason, apart from yeah. she got sick of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, I'm going to try something new. I don't like this new thing. I'm going to stop. That Uh-oh, was it. some people are going to attack me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they're gone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they've left. And I think uh, we, we started off and it was going to be uh, Homer runs Moe's. I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of cool. I'm on board with that. And then there's a suggestion he's going to start picking up this relationship with this Joan Rivers woman. So maybe he won't have time for the bar. Yeah. I'm like, okay, where is this going? And then that kind of stopped. And then we had Mo at the plant. And again, I was like, all right, that sounds interesting enough. But yeah, you could have made full episodes out of either of those plots. Yeah. And they didn't. Yeah, they weren't really fleshed out. It was almost like... Each of Mo's thing was just a scene to, um, yeah, moving him on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah it was definitely one one scene per bullet point of what Mo does in the, this episode. Goes to a show, his bar gets destroyed. He needs a new job. He starts working at the plant. He gets the promotion. He's the boss of everyone that he knows. They all hate him. He quits. Starts the bar again. Yeah, that's literally all the scenes that Mo was in, and that's all that happened in all those scenes. Mm. Yeah, that's so co- and yeah. I- cut out the Marge storyline and then you can still have all those extra plot points but not make it so quick. Like, yeah, I mm. felt like they really rushed through most stuff. Yeah, I think they rushed through both ends of it. Like, even mm. Marge's stuff was yeah. uh, get annoyed about driving around for free that she kept complaining about. If you don't mm. want to drive five different birthday parties for your two-year-old child, Marge, don't say yes to five two-year-old birthday parties. Yeah. <laughs> the easy fix. Or don't go because they won't fucking remember. Yeah. But yeah, to be fair, Homer was such a jerk in oh, the yeah. start of the episode. One of my opening notes is jerk ass Homer. <laughs> yeah, because um, Marge goes, okay, here's our driving schedule. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, Homer is at the bar, desperately trying to get too drunk to drive. Yeah, which is a cute joke, but it made him such an ass that you didn't really care. And they dragged it out with the whole meter thing. And, oh, yeah. and also, the driving limit in the States is 0.08. You yeah. guys are wrecked when you're behind the wheel. Yeah, I, I, I'm still stunned at that, yeah. Maybe they're calculating differently, though? No, no. It's no, really? Yeah. Okay. Blood alcohol level, 0.08. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, that's dancingly good drunk. So did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Actually, not even from the beginning, because they had that weird 8-bit pixel art with the... I don't know what the equivalent 8-bit pixel art audio is. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, let's intro. talk about that couch gag. I thought it looked great. Yeah, I really liked yeah. that. That was fun. Um, 
its big problem, I think, is then when we when we get into the episode proper, we start with effectively another couch intro. Yeah. Which is Homer's dreaming, but they're in the Jetsons. Like having them back to back really killed both of them. It was like it was the eight bit one was really cool, a lot of good fun. Look that up on YouTube. Yep. Um, but then yeah, to back it up with the Jetsons one, one my one I first noticed is is this all intros forever? <laughs> is that what this episode is? Well, you said that it was like, is this just an episode of the Simpsons parodying intros for stuff? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, having Homer have a dream about the Jetsons, that's fine. We've had him had a dream about being a Yogi Bear and that was all right. Yeah, but that doesn't feel like a Jetsons dream. It felt like another intro. Yeah, and it just, it, it wrecked both of them by having two, what should have been two good intros mm. back to back really took away from each other, so. Yeah, well, I mean, good. I'd say stylistically the Jetsons parody was, I mean, it looked the part, but the yeah. song wasn't funny no. at and all. And also, the Jetsons... Well, a was never funny. Yeah. B <laughs> hasn't been relevant since nineteen seventy something. Yeah, I'd fight you on that, but I can't honestly remember an episode. Yeah, I'm gonna say the Jetsons wasn't culturally relevant before it even finished. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was just a thing that was on that was the opposite end of the Flintstones. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Someone went, "What if the Flintstones were in the future?" They went, "Excellent. I want a robot made and flying cars. Good." Uh, where was it? But yeah, the eight bit pixel thing, like, because I'm a big fan of like old. 16-bit era um, mm. video games yep. and like there were so many moments in here where they were clearly doing references to video games yeah. oh there was a huge Mega Man section in that yeah right towards the end that was excellent like that yep. whole last 30 seconds where it kind of ascended into the sky mm-hmm. was yeah. ex- that was the best bit I could have lost all of the Simpsons parody 8-bit and had that for longer that was awesome yeah yeah. I got wonderful flashbacks to like Bart's Nightmare and the older yeah some of the old games the Simpsons arcade cabinet game yeah I felt like they were doing a couple of nods to that and I don't know if it's referencing anything in particular, but the way that um, Maggie swung the steering wheel and the way her animation worked oh, it just looked really good that was mm-hmm. a particular yeah, standout it was a great moment. intro yeah and then we had another intro <laughs> that we didn't need and then we had a shitty episode yeah but yeah, did the episode feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Oh God, is that what question we're on? Um, I say yes because they're in it, but that's where it stops. Yeah, yeah, no one's particularly off character. That's the thing. It's one of the things where it's off character, but it just there's just something different in the flow, and I even think the directing felt a little off. Like it mm. was something parodying The Simpsons. So there's not enough there for me to say no. This is not an episode, but it just yeah, it felt like a weird doppelganger to me. Like the whole way through, just something you know. It's like when you watch a movie but without the, you know, orchestration on the background or anything. Okay. It's just, it's just oddly <laughs> it's quiet. It's just a bit empty. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I feel empty. like you said it earlier. This is a perfect Simpsons episode to watch on a plane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't involve you in any way. And it's kind yeah. of something familiar. And it's new. Yeah, it passes the time. I can take down my headphones and say, ah, oh, just a Diet Coke and some peanuts, please. Yeah, Thanks. and don't feel like you're missing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think any of the characters were off point, but... I noticed that Mo had a lot of those like extended drag it out jokes. Mm. Yeah, especially when he walks into the bar to discover it's been ruined. That went yeah. It was like a seven minute like surprise noise making scene. Yeah, I had enough time to write. Wait, where is it? <laughs> the amount of A's that you needed. Yeah, I had t- enough time to write. write Mo was question mark. Yeah, and it was still going on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of what. Um, and then the when Lenny and Carl were asking, oh, was that a pizza? Pizza. Knock? 
and we are back. And just a brief food index, we ate pizza from iHeart Pizza. Guys, what did you think? Yeah, good as always. Oh, love their pizzas. That is mm. a dependable pizza. iHeart their pizzas. <laughs> I heart, I heart pizza. Mm. Give us money now? <laughs> I don't I know, how how does works. this work? <laughs> just someone shows up like a like a menu log and Yep. Have your money. <laughs> uh, talk about the wackiness. No, I'd say there was a f- reasonable amount. Like, there was a lot of gags. Like, there was a whole three-and-a-half-minute montage of Marge driving around, dropping people off, and street racing. Hell, I love joy. And that type of stuff. So, there was a... Making her crash into a silo or something. Yeah, such. It, was it didn't explode. I was ready, waiting for that silo to explode, and it mm. just dripped water on her. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like Explosion 101. <laughs> yeah. Like car, car crash, you explode, yeah. Like that other episode of The Simpsons where the milk truck um, jackknifes and then explodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always get an explosion. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, wacky stuff. Um, yeah, I guess the guys playing around at the nuclear power plant with radiation and... <laughs> yeah, but again, nothing impossible, just improbable. Yeah, there was a good visual there where Mo was dodging the safety inspector mm. and um, tying up the glove and that radiation leak. I thought that was a good background yeah, thing. Yeah, kept untying and just boom, pumping the balloons of yeah. uh, radiation, radioactive <laughs> gas away and just retying it. Yeah. That's uh, not bad. Yeah, and, and I actually did like the plot point of Mo being really good at dodging the health inspectors. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it seemed like instead of promoting him to the head of Section 7G, he could have yeah. said, you are now the... Yeah, I thought he was going to be the new safety inspector. Yeah. Yeah. Like, take Homer's job, maybe. Makes sense. Homer at the bar, Mo at the plant. Wow. <laughs> wow. <What? laughs> That is a real-time reenactment where my voice only broke twice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, not too wacky of an episode. The whole taxi drivers piling up on Marge thing. I that's mean, the closest we got to wacky, but that's... Yeah. So that, was, that came way too late. It, they, it really did. They turned up when she decided she was going to quit mm. and yeah. forced her to quit. Yeah, but it came up at a point of the episode where we knew this wasn't going to be a thing because we didn't have enough time left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and where been. she was already saying that she's quitting. Yeah, yeah. It could have been a a good like uh, seg two conflict. Yeah, nope. Happened in seg three. Yeah, it absolutely should have happened much earlier to build the drama that would have resolved here, rather than yeah. and again give us some motivation to be an Uber driver, other than oh well, I drive all the time anyway. I may as well get paid for it because I feel like Marge is a person, is a people person. She would have like probably enjoyed it for a certain amount of time of yeah meeting people and getting bits and pieces of their lives as you drove them around, and you just didn't get. She was like immediately miserable. Yeah, well, I mean, this segues pretty perfectly into the heart of the episode, where yeah, that sort of dynamic with Marge wasn't built up. Yeah. And she's a very, you know, has a lot of faith in people. There yeah. could have been an angle of her um, losing faith in people, like knowing how much monsters they are having to drive them around all the time. Yeah, maybe getting to see a bit of Springfield underbelly by, uh, you know, uh, texting people about and finding out the bits of their private lives that they yeah. would rather keep hush-hush, but hey, they still need a lift. So yeah, that could have been cool. Or conversely, she could have then segued into a, a PI business or like an evangelical Christian because she sees how... Terrible, terrible is. people is, and they need yep. saving, and that could be like that. Seems like a, a decent progression, rather hmm. than uh, I got sick of it, and then I decided to stop. And also, just going back to the very beginning, where she's so the episode starts out, she's printed off on a dot metric printer for reasons that no one knows. <laughs> yeah, uh, the driving schedule for the day to drop off all the kids mm-hmm. in all these boards, and she's like, 
homie, this is the driving schedule. Homie runs away. And she's like, well, I guess I'll have to do all this driving. And then suddenly she's always been the one who does driving. Like she was clearly going to let Homer do the driving in the yeah. beginning of that ep. But then he w- went and got drunk. So she's like, well, I'll have to drive. And then she's like, well, I'm driving all the time anyhow. I may as well make money. It's like, you weren't driving all the time. Hmm. Eh. It was. And again, you, you could have fixed that with just a, lot, a change in a line of dialogue to, okay, Homer, if you take the kids in this car, I'll take uh, Lisa in this car, and then that'll we'll share it and be perfect, but it'll be like, and then now, then she has to do all of it herself. Yeah. But yeah, for a while, it's like, wait, I, if you're both driving the same car, how's it going to make a difference? Yeah, it seemed, it seemed very, I think the whole episode theme seemed like they made, they come up with some good individual gags for like the two or three seconds where something could have been funny. Yeah. But as an entirety of an episode, it really was just very flat. Yeah, and there weren't any of the the heartfelt moments. Like with with March getting tired, it just sort of it just happened that she started to get tired in that. I guess in that space of that montage where they were doing yeah. like Flight of the Bumblebee, I think. As I was going to say, they have like a weird techno montage, and yeah, um, yeah, I heard the music was weird. Yeah, very very not it, music that didn't fit at all. And yeah, she just gets in the span of a ti- of a montage, has a new job, span of a montage, gets tired of the job. It's like okay. Yeah, what did you think driving people around for money was going to be apart from driving people around for money? That's yeah. that's yeah. what she didn't like. She seemed to have no end of actual money. Like that never came into it. It's like ah, oh, making a thousand dollars a week from whatever the hell here to there driving. Yeah. Oh, people, I can't stand them. Yeah, I mean there were a few good jokes around it. Like I like Doctor Nick. You know, we got to take this thing to Mexico. But then, like, Nelson months, like, pretend to be my mommy was really awkward. Yeah, And was. fucking, did, I'm I, just irritated with Shana. Yeah, who the fuck that is Shana? That was fucking weird. I'm like, Shana. Like, is she, I know she's been there before. She's, like, um, yeah, Springfield's resident 16-year-old trailer trash uh, oh, wow. hussy. So yeah. nothing. Who just says one thing. <laughs> I'm Shana. Yeah, unless like... That's pretty her, much it. She always says, I'm Shana. Because that's what... Like, I wrote that down as well. It was like, she goes to get her belly button pierced. Nelson turns out with a staple gun. Is like, I'm ready. She's like, I'm going to get this done at a reputable uh, mall kiosk. Turns to walk away and then turns back and says, my name's Shana. And walks off again. And yeah. And like... She could, literally could have just why? gone, catchphrase. Yeah, that's literally her catchphrase. You know, the, the more I'm thinking about this one... Okay. Keep the... Uh, Mo plot line so he goes to the work of the nuclear plant impresses Mr. Burns becomes safety inspector replaces Homer Homer then works at the bar full time that's why Marge needs to work in Uber to oh, make up wow. the extra money there you go yeah, I'd watch same that. plot few adjustments I'd love to see Homer managing a bar yeah it'd be good fun I think he, he's probably done it before, yeah that's but, one um, of my notes is oh this is Homer the Mo part 2 um, <laughs> because yeah there was that like a season 13 yeah. or 14 episode but again, that was that was season fourteen. We're on twenty seven, so it hasn't happened for a while. Uh, he got there in a different way. It had different consequences, and you know, it could still be fun. And yeah, and that storyline was never about um, Homer really owning the bar at all. It was more about Mo's journey and then mm. him reinventing the bar. Yeah, yeah. Homer was just sort of uh, owning the bar for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, different focus, same plot point, but different focus. Yeah, and yeah, totally thought you could have cut out the whole relationship with Mo and um, Lady Fontaine in this whole thing. Well, like, I, I didn't even know why it was there. Well, because again, it felt like it was going to be something, and then it just wasn't. Yeah, um, I will. I will say I really like the Lady Fontaine line where she says she was in the smell of music. <laughs> I oh, like, that, I missed what good. she said there. I'm okay. writing that down. All right, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yes or no? Do you think you'd watch this one again? Not by choice. Am I on a plane? Yeah, yeah. You're on a plane. 
plane, maybe, you know? Yeah, you're on a plane. You, you just gotten your, your dinner meal. Okay, and they only have one episode of Bob's Burgers for some reason. Which you already watched. You squandered yeah, no, it. Yeah, I watched that one already. <laughs> Shit. Uh, what are the movies? Nope, nope, nope. No, three Twilights and the second Incredible Hulk with Eric Banner. I kind of want to give that one another chance, actually. Yeah. Jennifer Codley is adorable. Jennifer Codley is always adorable and always dates us terrible men You mean Edward Norton. Eric Banner was the first Hulk. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah oh, wait, I, Jennifer Connelly was also the first Hulk. Yeah, I confused Jennifer Connelly and Liv Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir. <laughs> no. Dismerse the name of Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. <laughs> She's the original girl for the Rocketeer. I know. And like, gorgeous. <laughs> no, like in in almost every movie, she's dating someone who's like out of their mind. Oh yeah, beautiful mind. Fuck, <laughs> beautiful mind. Dark City, uh, Hulk. Yeah. Uh, All right. If uh, but maybe you're gonna watch it again. What playlist does it belong in? Marge Jobs, which is a a rare playlist. Marge Jobs, home, Mo stuff. <laughs> yeah, Mo stuff. Mo stuff's probably where it's at. Yeah. Yeah, but this is this is like your um your poop break in the playlist. Can yeah. I put it at? Badly done comments on uh, society. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, I felt like they were trying to make a greater point with the Uber but thing, but they, they, they didn't. didn't yeah. They didn't. And then that one guy had, uh, well, the taxi driver was like, oh, we used to have Uber fares when we gave everyone a lift. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know. I think the taxi was written in entirely to get that joke in, and it was the <laughs> most ham-fisted thing I've seen since uh, Mr. Fist Ham. <laughs> you should stop hanging out with him he's a bad influence another mr fist ham moment happened around here as well where they um they jammed christopher lloyd in yeah that was so weird because i was like because um he what? was on the show taxi oh fuck off which oh is that was that christopher lloyd yeah, yeah. but uh, i mean it sounds really weird because you know his taxi character was i don't know 40 years younger than christopher lloyd now so it didn't even sound like his taxi character anymore yeah, uh, just no, no, like people don't know that. <laughs> no, I mean, I think they did because James L. Brooks was a big part uh, of that okay. show. That makes slightly more sense. But, but also it's like one of those things that like when you watch this episode and I discover from you, not from the actual show, that there's that kind of connection and that gag in there means that they've spent, like they wrote that, then they went, you know what would be funny if we could get the guy from Taxi Driver, yeah. uh, Taxi Show in here. They've organized that, brought all that in, done all that, and nobody's reread the script and went, actually, guys, none of this is funny. <laughs> none of it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But they went, we can definitely get him because he's not worked for 45 years. <laughs> oh, Christopher Lloyd still gets work. Yeah. There's a movie where Piranha eats his butt. Really? Who <laughs> eats his butt? A piranha. Um, so anything else about the episode that you want to talk about? Uh, my other note is Lady Duff. <laughs> but quenching your thirst like the... Duff girl. What if she? Yeah, did? I actually thought that was a another good story point. Actually, where yeah, Homer and Lenny and Carl think that they'll get more sales by doing a ladies' night, ladies' drink free. Mm-hmm. But all that happens is the bar becomes overrun by ladies and yep, destructive ladies with their violent book clubs. <laughs> also, that tactic would have a hundred percent worked in oh, real yeah. life. Yeah, no, yeah if you had that many, I've never seen that many women in Springfield ever that mm. were in Moe's bar, mm-hmm. you would have had a thousand guys paying a hundred bucks each. Yep. That's a hundred thousand dollars to get in there. Absolutely. I mean, did Duffman know that Lady Duff, Lady was hitting the town? I think they hit the towns at the same time. I feel like I have a spoiler for you. That is Duffman. <gasps> <laughs> 
Do you reckon he would really dress up as a lady to get free booze? <laughs> to get free booze from the company he works for and can carry and he carries a bandolier of booze at all times anyway? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Duffman doesn't seem like a guy who thinks things out a lot. Can you have too much free beer? No. Yeah. <laughs> I've never come across yeah. too much free beer, yeah. so I guess not. Yeah. So carry on. Um, but yeah, in that scene as well, um, I liked the ladies fighting over the book club, but then yeah. at the end when she's dragging her along by the neck with the the bookmark right up to her neck. Yeah. I think they had thought of a, a witty pun for you'll find her lovely bones in the car park. Yeah. I think someone had made a book club female readership pun based on lovely bone yep. all right was it <laughs> yeah so when yep. you guys don't get the taxi joke i don't get the book joke and <laughs> no, the, the lovely bones is the name of the book i mean it was there to get but yeah i got it and it was not funny no i laughed nuts nuts oh, oh yeah when the the moses falling apart the dog that is such a like classic soundbite of, of a dog barking i want to call it like the wilhelm bark or the yeah. wo- or the Wilhound scream. I really, I really, because okay, Wilhound scream. He, well played. They're all like, oh, you know, there's this coaster is still okay. The back wall collapses, and yeah. the last back wall collapses, and there's a dog. That really should have been something funnier. Yeah, that should have been like a please don't tell people how I live kind of thing. Yeah, but it was a bit it's of the a... dog, and you're like, oh, there's a dog there. Hi, how are you? Oh, hanging out in an alley, huh? That's what that's what dogs do. Yeah, it was such a non-joke and. Yeah, similar was the one where Marge is driving the kids around and Millhouse is there. Then all of a sudden, Kirk's in the boot. And then he's yeah. just like, oh, I'm popping up to make a joke about how I'm poor. <laughs> I'm a bad guy. <laughs> there was a little bit of continuity there where Mo uh, mentioned that the plant lost a lot of money from Elon Musk. Yeah, which was odd because it's like, way to reference a bad episode, dickbags. Yeah, so earlier in this season, actually, they had Elon oh. Musk guest star for an entire episode. And it was basically the We Love Elon Musk show. Yep. Right. And then so they're now dabbing in the back going, we had a terrible episode because Elon Musk was here. He he cost the town a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. The episode did end with that. And like, yeah. I thought it was just random ripping on Elon Musk because they were nuclear power plant and he's definitely making electric cars. Yeah, he sure well, is. Yeah, that's the thing. He sort of bankrupts the nuclear power plant, and I don't really remember. It was a bad episode. I'm it trying was. not to think about it. It really was. <laughs> Honestly, all my other notes are just gags that made me go, uh, <laughs> like the Venus flytrap. Yeah, that was fucking weird. Mm. I, I kind of half laughed at that. It's yeah. Like, some people think you catch flies with honey, but I think you catch more flies with the Venus flytrap. Like many things, it's always improved with burns, but. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Burns has a great line where he just. No, he's speaking to Mo and just says something about his ugly ethnic head. Yeah, he does. Oh, how does such a good idea come out of such an, an ugly ethnic head? Uh, and yeah, he's just looking at him smiling as well, just like not aware of his own racism. Yeah, he's just like, this is the way it is. Uh, that's another weird bloody background thing is, okay, they're in the cafeteria. Mo walks up and Lenny and Carl get up and walk away and Homer yeah. tells him off for being a dick. In the background, there's a, like a, an executioner with a hood. Oh, yeah, I feel like that's calling What's back that? to the old... Um, uh, Homer spinning the donut uh, pastry right. thing. Yeah, yeah, it looked like him. Come so, on, Larry, can I whip you after lunch? No. no. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was a cut joke, like the remains of a cut joke or something. Mm. That's a weird thing to That's reference. what it also could be, yeah. Because yeah. that hasn't happened for a long yeah. bloody time. That's going to be like season yeah. six or eight. That's super early, surely. Uh, oh my God, it's uh, Rosebud, Mr. Burns, Teddy Bear Bobo. Yep. Yeah, so must have been, that. Must that's 20 years ago. <laughs> Sorry, my brain just like flashed oh. through like scanning series of Simpsons. Yeah, I could see, I could <laughs> yeah. see from the outside the the 
computer yeah. screen flashing you went, in your eye. You went full Jeff Goldblum then. Stop going full Jeff Goldblum. Uh, thought stylistically, uh, the Raining Hard in Springfield song parody where they do join the A and B stories, it was fine. It was, like There wasn't really anything particularly funny about the song parody itself, though. I literally, literally don't remember it. It's raining hard in Springfield. Ah. And then Mo says to me something, and then I'm telling you, well, I'm driving Uber now. I didn't even get the song reference. I don't get it now. Oh, I don't even know what the song reference was. I assumed it was referencing something, but I didn't know what it was. It was just a bluesy country song. Well, that's three for three. Seems like Donovan. I feel a little bit uh, Springsteen, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I just. It was almost like uh, a gambler, but. Not as good. Yeah. yeah, it had a very talky country vibe about mm. it. Mm. Mm. And also that went that song went for way too long. And, yeah. And then there was bits where Mo was saying what the lyrics were saying in the song. Yep. But then they were miming Mo over the song lyrics. So the song lyrics were like, I've left all the places I can go call my home. But you yeah. can see like Mo's mouth lip moving to that. But the song lyrics were saying, I could see all the places. And like, Which I thought, I mean, it's a bit confusing, but it's a good stylistic choice. But it's just weird that, okay, it was a male vocalist. It's sung from the perspective of Marge. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, superimposing Mo. Like, Mo yeah, the top so. of it. I th- yeah, I think it was one of those things, maybe not a bad idea, but just poorly executed because none of us got it. Yeah. And it moved the plot line. It, it was kind of cute, but if it was from something we all knew, it would mean something else. But at this point, it was just like, Okay, that's what? Uh, I'm going to Google that later, and I never will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you won't Google that. No, I won't. We're going to Google what song sounds like that song out of that episode <laughs> that I just watched. Yep. Um, And yeah, at the end there, um, Marge hangs up uh, her Ubering and gives Mo the smile from the front of her car. Yep, yeah. and then Mo's pub is fine. It's yep. just repaired it's, it's immediately. It's better than fine. Yeah. It was like it was more put together than it was before. They had a, a while. They sold so much booze, not sold it, but had so many people in there that yeah. they trashed the place. Yeah, it's like he can't reopen the box. It's been trashed after all these people ruined it, and now he can. And he like, literally had two nickels. No, he didn't even have two nickels to rub together because <laughs> they disintegrated. I did like that. That, yeah. that was a very silly joke, but I. But I liked it. Yeah, yeah I was like, uh-huh, "You got me, guys." <laughs> and yeah, and then the smiley face talks to him at the end. It's like yeah. I'm watching you sleep. Yeah, what does the mouth say? Like. Uh, I can't in the butt or something. I like, know what it says. You're like, who said that? Like, oh, you'll find out. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then it cut to black. I had actually one of my notes here says all of the said breaks in this episode were terrible. Yeah. There's one where Mo made a joke. It held for two seconds with no one moving and then went to black. And I just went, that's exactly what that joke was. Someone said something that was supposed to be funny. There was dead silence and then the picture went away. Mm. Is response to a lot of the jokes in this. Like yeah, some of the, there yeah. were some good single line jokes that made me laugh, but that as just a story or just as the vibe of the whole thing, the feeling of it was mute sound and then screen picture. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm going to bring it up now mostly from a structural thing. So I got this from, uh, was it um, Matt Park and Trey Stone, the South Park guys? Yep. They have a really interesting thing where they talk about plot structure and it should be, you've got your thing, but but then something else happens. Therefore, this happens. Meanwhile, this other thing is happening. Yeah. That's the way you want to mostly want to structure things. You don't want to have what I believe this has, which is, and then this, and then this, and then this happens, and then this happens, because that just goes on yeah. and on, doesn't have a motivation or a momentum to it. And I think this is what exactly an example of, and then, and then, and then. It's like, 
Okay, so... Yeah, what happens at the start is very inconsequential to what actually happens at the end. Yeah, well, not only that, there's just no logical through line, and you're just basically like, okay, so because Marge has to drive everywhere, she starts up an Uber, and Homer takes over Moe's, but then Moe's ends up getting fired, losing his bar. So then, um, and then Moe goes to the midway for the nuclear plant, and then Moe gets promoted, and then it's like, what does any of this have to do with anything? It's yeah, just, It's yeah. just going, it's just, you know, a ball of yarn that's unwinding, and then it'll stop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil, any more notes about the episode? Um, I was going to say two things. I have a note that says right at the end, Mo got angry at the guys in his new bar, stood in the bar, and they slid him down the bar while he was still standing up. Oh, and he yeah. says, and I quote, hey, don't slide me down the bar. And that made me laugh. <laughs> the only other note I had is before we started talking about this episode, I was thinking it was a good you know, silver, middle of the pack, but now I'm really starting to actively dislike it. Yeah. yeah, well, that means it must be time to rank this thing. What a segue. Sorry, did you have something you wanted to say? I felt like I cut you off there. No, I just enjoy the noise happening around me. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm like an amused beagle. <laughs> on the And yes, on the Simpsons Index. Sorry. Take two. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. And maybe if the episode's like, meh, we give it a participant. Then the good rankings are bronze, silver, gold, and for the best of the very best, those episodes that The Simpsons could not exist without, we give Cubic Zirconia. And I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Man, it was such close to being a bronze, but not. The more we talked about it, the more it came down for me. This is super participant territory Mm -hmm. for me right now. BT, what do you reckon? Um, when we started off watching the episode, before we got to maybe the third plot line that did nothing, I was probably at a silver. I was having a good time. Mm. And then, yeah, pretty much that dropped to a bronze. And then by the end, I'm like, this is a brilva. And in talking about it, this is a participant. It's fine. I'll put it on and ignore it and take a nap. Bill? I was the same. I thought during the episode, or at least the first part of it, I was mm. maybe not full silvering, but, you know, it was silver hue. Yeah. It was at a, where are you going? Episode. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I've laughed a couple of times. This could go somewhere. And then at by the end, I was solid bronze, but now I'm definitely hard, hard participant. <laughs> yep. And there are still some good bits, to be fair. Yeah. But yeah, overall, it has an aura of participant. <laughs> yeah, it's aura very... of participant to Calvin <laughs> Klein. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that about does it for My Fair Lady. Now we're going to go back to season 17 with My Fair Laddie. What? Wait, there's a theme. <laughs> you said, oh wait, is this the one where they My Fair Lady Willy? Yes. I kind of like this one, I think. back and we just watched my fair laddie it's season 17 episode 12 written by michael price first released in february 06 in this episode uh lisa turns groundskeeper willie from groundskeeper to a gentleman a good gentleman and also the parody of my fair lady a bunch of song mm. parodies are chucked in there and in the b story homer ruins his last good pair of blue pants and then hatches a scheme to get new blue pants yeah Guys, what did you think? That second B story description sounds like you made that up off the top of your head. <laughs> but that's actually what happened. Yep. Yeah. Um, he ruins his pants. He gets new ones. Story over. It's 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 some fun, you know. Uh, it's not amazing, but uh, compared to the last one, where our biggest comments were structurally, it was just a disaster. This one has structure. 
Yeah, yeah. Even though the A and B stories have very little to do with each other. Right, they don't have to. You know? Yeah. Well, technically they should meet towards the end. Oh, it's nice if they can. So we'll get into the story first of all. It was an, yeah, an A and B sort of story structure. And what I didn't like about the B story is it totally felt like it was there to just fill in. It felt very much like a B story. Yeah, I, again, I think this was, what, three scenes, four scenes? Yeah, about that. Yeah, you got the intro with the go-kart where he ruins the pants. Yep. Fucking, I hated all that. Yeah, that was not good. Because he's all like, Marge is like, oh, those were your last pair. How did you ruin them? He's like, oh, ways that are normal. And then you cut to him go-karting with the bottom falls out so he scratches his butt along the asphalt. You could have just said, go-karting. Yeah. Like, you don't have to hide that. Just you, go, oh, I ruined them go-karting. You could have just gone, how much could have just gone, you know, normal wear and tear. And then yeah. that'd be it. Yeah, you don't need, like, that. just imply he did something stupid. You don't have to go to something that is actually pretty understandable. It's like, well, you know, your bottom dropped out of your go-kart. Yeah. You, you lost your pants immediately. The employed teen goes, oh, your go-kart's broken. And he's like, no, I paid for 50 laps. I'm going to take them. And it goes, he drives past a, a sign that says lap three. He drove 47 laps on a go-kart <laughs> where his butt was dragging on yeah, the ground. His, yeah. pants, his pants were ruined immediately. He didn't have to, like, keep driving to ruin them. Yeah. No, what I was saying is he ruined his spine. Oh, yeah, he would have ruined a lot. Yeah, and, the, and then he cuts the deal with the blue pants manufacturer to put an ad on his head. Mm-hmm. Then he gets the blue pants, and then him and Marge are in bed later. He's gotten rid of the ad, but now he has other ads, and then that's the end of the story. <laughs> he also makes no money from any of it. He says he makes a hundred bucks at the end per week. A week, yeah, but then we don't see him. But it feels like they're going for an escalation there, where he's now uh, got yeah. more ads on him. But then that's the end of the story. There's mm. no nothing further. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously based off a of fact from that woman who got Gold Palace Hotel tattooed on her forehead and yeah. launched a bunch of other people on the internet doing the same thing. Mm. But uh, yeah, just kind of didn't go anywhere, ended, but it was filler, and we all kind of appreciated it as such. Yeah, and then, yeah, the groundskeeper Willie thing, I mean, I, I haven't seen My Fair Lady, uh, have you guys? Yeah. No, but I know enough of pop culture to recognise it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that one of the ones that you guys um, used to spin in the house all the time? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Beck sat me, my, our sister sat me down and I had to watch that one. And I feel like I, I've heard the soundtrack it. more than I've seen the movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say Mum probably had it on repeat as well. Because so. I definitely had the feeling, and I have a note here that says it's too on the nose for whatever that movie was. My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady. <laughs> um, like there were, it was no deviation. Like you could see the dialogue was very similar. The songs were all based on the song. I just felt like they just went, "We'll just do this movie, but in the Simpsons way," and that yeah. was it. There yeah. was no variation to it. No, that, and that's absolutely it, and that's pretty much the summary of the Groundskeeper Willie storyline. But yeah, at the start, it felt like they had even more filler material with this bombardment guy. Yeah, I know you personally hate this, so... <laughs> what do you guys think of why it? Why don't you get into it, Elliot? Oh, it's just, yeah, a it's, guy whipping balls at kids and just fucking abusing children. It's very one note. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like the beginning of it, the very first scene where he's like, well, we're going to get rid of all the other gym segments, just that bombardment! Yeah. That part's fine, but yeah, it goes on too long. But if you'd kept that one scene and recalled it once later, that'd have been fine. And actually, yeah. I, I have a lot of issues with um the conclusion of that bit. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, yeah, its conclusion is just there to set up the the main story, the groundskeeper Willie bit. It's and it didn't even need to be that. Yeah. Yeah. It's only segued by that um the ice ball that Bart whips. Well, that's my problem because okay, okay, so Bart gets a dodgeball, fills it up with water, puts it in the freezer, takes him to school. First of all, what's his plan? Just to throw a really heavy ball that he could not possibly lift at someone? Like, how is that? And helping? also giving him ample time to 
dodge. Yeah, he like Z-ball. slowly approaches him with it. But um, first of all, okay, he yells kid power before he throws it. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking stupid. And That's then, very nice. How not- fucking strong is Bart? Yeah. This is an ice ball he had trouble lifting when it was full of water. In, in yeah. the freezer. Yeah. He throws it out of the gym, across the field, into Willie's shack. It's like... Someone from like film theorists do some math on that. That's that's going to be a strong eight year yeah. old. And yeah. the other thing that pisses me off, they made a point because sorry ten. Yeah, <laughs> they made a point because yeah, Lisa's sax was also in there, mm. and they had her pull it out and like it's cold, it's sticking to her, it's freezing her lips onto it, whatever. And then so the ball doesn't do that to Bart's hand all of a sudden, like well, it'd be rubber and not metal, so yeah. probably wouldn't be the same. Really? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not cold things, just cold metals. Yep. How long have we got? Let's run some experiments. Yeah, sure. I'm not convinced. Ben, get your only saxophone and your biggest freezer uh, right away. I'll just ride my horse to get there. <laughs> he doesn't have a horse at all. It's just one and a half coconuts. Haha. <laughs> 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 Made you think they were coconuts. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that's some good folly work. Um, yeah, that's the basic story outline. Let's do a questionnaire. Um, play count. How many times do you think you've seen this one? At least twice. At least never. All right. First time tonight. Yeah, I think I've seen this three times. I tend to avoid it. <laughs> um, I, I right. have been fooled watch it, into watching it. Because I keep forgetting that the Blue Pants story is tied to this episode. Yeah, I didn't know they were on the part of the same one because they are so very disconnected. Um, and I thought Blue Pants was a longer storyline, but uh, nope. No, it, it's like three, four scenes tops. Yeah, which is a shame because I kind of like the idea of here's something iconic of someone's that's gone now. and yeah. How do they get it back? Mm. Will we got... draw new pants in the future? What? But then it's like, it didn't make really any sense in the even a story way. Because mm. he's like, goes to the factory, they go, we don't make it because we made a terrible ad that was terrible. Um, we don't make these pants anymore. And he's like, if I drum up more business, will you make pants again? And they're like, sure. And then he just walks around with a tattoo on his head and people are like, oh, yeah. I love blue pants. And then mm-hmm. that's the end of it. Yeah, he d- you don't even see him like going around town and people getting impressed. It's just literally Lenny and Carl. And you don't even see him get his new blue pants. He, <laughs> he just, just has them. He doesn't even have them. They're in bed and they're just draped over the yeah. bed. He just, oh, yeah. he just says, well, I got my pants back. Yeah, he, doesn't go, he doesn't even go, yes, new pants. One of my my schemes finally worked out. Yeah, they're just like, yeah. no, they're over there. We're in bed. And- I Yeah, I think I'd rather follow that and see him go through the trauma of losing something that is so beloved to him. Yeah. And uh, the victory of getting it back. That feels like that would be the uh, better emotional ride. Oh, uh, imagine if he had like a... Um, like an unfortunate series of events. You know, he was just going out to the shop and then just one after another, things kept happening to his blue pants. And <laughs> and yeah, instead of like having that go-kart scene dragged out, have an actual first act dragged out dedicated to it. Yeah, no, have, yeah. Okay, you have can you... do like a comedy of errors around pants. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Have your first act be, this is your my last pair of blue pants. I got to wear them when I go buy more blue pants. Yeah. And yeah. then have them destroyed in that process. <laughs> yeah. And then also the reason that the pants company went out of business is because people buy one pair of blue pants and they wear them for 32 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> They're too good. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, there's a lot of actual storyline in there that you I, could be way better than recreating my fair lady yeah um also my other my first note is they bring willie back home and they're like willie why don't you tell us what you could be and he's like i would like in a in a scottish sing-song voice yeah he sings i would like a place of my own and then stops and i'm like Yes, yeah. <laughs> a song that lasts for three seconds but, and then stops and i, I like, like yeah the non-start song I and like. i wrote 
great song, very short. And then he sang again and I wrote <laughs> slank, uh, slash much, much longer. Yeah. And then there was like a thousand songs in this episode. Yeah, yeah. There were about four or five, I think. I'm going to say, Wouldn't It Be Adequate was probably my favorite of all of them. Oh, yeah. And you can kind of tell that because that's the one that gets the most kind of staging and you got the most characters there. I think it probably runs the longest. Yeah. Someone was like, what if instead of Wouldn't It Be Lovely, it was Wouldn't It Be Adequate? Yeah. <laughs> and they just was really proud of themselves the rest I of the I can day. see why we pay you the big money. <laughs> it's like, well, yep. Yeah, no, I felt like the song parodies were really easy, but did it ultimately feel like an episode of The Simpsons? I'm going to say yes. No one's off point. It's yeah. structured nicely. No, nah, I mean, the only reason Willie's off point is because it's the story, but yeah. even then he's... I don't think we've ever spent that long with Willie in my no. entire life, so it was a bit no. weird. Well, also, actually, I was going to say with the, the voice and the singing, I feel like, I'm pretty sure it's Dan Castanelletta, I feel like he lost the Scottish accent a lot in the songs. It would be hard to do an accent and then sing in it. Yeah. like I yeah, mean, it sounds I, tough. And yeah, I say that with all sympathy because like you, you watch episodes like that and yeah, Dan does so many voices and mm. does them all in different sing songs. Like, it must be hard. Yep. So, but also, that's what it pays a lot of money for. Yep. Mm. But yeah, you know, feeling like a Simpsons episode. Yeah, everyone's pretty on point. It's sort of like Lisa to take on a project like this, but I have Mm. no fucking idea what it has to do with a science fair. No, he's like, I'm going to turn him into a gentleman for science. He also didn't write anything down the entire time. (laughs) And Mythbusters have taught me anything, and it's taught me a lot. It's the difference between messing around (laughs) and science is writing it down. Exactly. That's why The Simpsons Index is a scientific podcast. (laughs) We make notes. These are all recorded forever on the internet. You're right, my God. And you can find our results at thesimpsonsindex.com. That's right, thesimpsonsindex.com. Have we organized things in an easy-to-read spreadsheet? Oh, we certainly have at thesimpsonsindex.com. That would be adequate. (laughs) Wouldn't it be? (laughs) Wait, you've been typing up my notes? (laughs) (laughs) No, just your rankings. Oh, that's right then. Mm. Yeah. And your diary entries. That's that's (laughs) less okay. You have a lot of interesting dreams. (laughs) <laughs> they all involve running after slow-moving objects they can't catch. Beautiful, really. Because you don't run, even in <laughs> dreams. <laughs> Family motto. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, talk about the wackiness of the episode. Bart is um, inhumanly strong. I'm yep. sorry, I'm sticking with that. It bothers me. Children are inhumanly resilient. <laughs> yeah, no one gets injured by being hit in the face with a rubber ball. Point blank, yeah. By someone yeah. who's clearly done this a lot. Yeah, oh, he's got a lot of upper body strength. That's a body that Bombardment built. <laughs> wow, okay. He does no tongue twister. Body that Bombardment built. But yeah, wacky moments in the episode. Um, yeah, it's all the dodgeball stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess a, a lot of the musical moments, you know, wearing the pets for shoes and... Um, <laughs> I turn my brain off during the musical moments of this episode. <laughs> Unless you are wearing pets as shoes, I don't want to know about it. Which yeah. is weird, because if you're wearing a gorilla's vest, we're all ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to bring you this episode today because I know you hate musical episodes, but you loved see my vests. Had to come at a price. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I did not agree upon this price. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, wacky. Moment. I mean, even Homer's. Uh, it wasn't even a tattoo. It was. He just said it was painted on. Mm. Yeah. Well, Better glue in the dark for some reason. It's nice. I thought it was to. a tattoo, but now that you mention it, it wasn't. It yeah. was just. Marge says he washed it off. He didn't have to yeah. get it lazily removed. So it's the l- least thing to have conflict over any- at- ever. It's <laughs> yeah. like yeah. there's a thing on your back of your head that could easily wash off. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. 
Yeah, of all the, of all his wacky schemes, this is has the least amount of impact. Yeah, he pretty much just drew on himself. Yeah. Well, it couldn't have been himself doing it. You can't draw that legibly on the back of your own head. <laughs> oh, can we, Elliot Joe O'Neill? <laughs> Be right back. Trying to draw I do have head. A, I do have a similar canvas to Homer going on, so maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you feel any heart from this episode? Willie mm. longing for his shack? No. I gotta say, I felt like they actually dealt with Willie's um, longing for his old life very well. Yeah. Like, I thought it made sense. Oh, we're at the end of the project. What do we do? I don't know what to do with myself. Oh, yeah. I missed like Like, that made sense to me. And Lisa tries to give him a new life, and he's all like, yeah, this sucks. I miss being a schlub. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I feel like there was more emotion to be had in the pants, but um, I often feel there's emotion in the pants. <laughs> Specifically in the blue pants. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, losing a piece of his identity, essentially. It's what basically what this story is about. Both of them lose a piece of their own identity, one through an attempt to better themselves they then don't want, and the other because they don't make blue pants anymore. Oh, there we go. Well, there was at least some effort there. There's a lot of stretching you did there. I know. (laughs) You got got there in the end. Like blue pants, they will stretch and stretch and stretch for 30 I limbered up before this podcast, so... uh, (laughs) That's what those noises were. Mm, That's what it was. But, But, yeah, genuine heartfelt moments, not really, like... I did feel sorry for the kids towards the end of that Bob Barnett bit because that was like the first half of the first act. Yeah, yeah. that was that was a all, solid pummeling, all dedicated to whipping balls at yeah. children. Bart's got you know shocks. So <laughs> <bad. Yeah. laughs> I said that. <laughs> I was going to ignore it, but fine. <laughs> what were you saying, man? I say Bart's got like shell shock so bad he's shaking so much he can't get his cereal in his mouth. Yeah, and, so. and I do actually like Marge has the line of. Well, you know, if someone's bullying, you should tell your teacher. My bully is my teacher. Well, tell your regular bully. He won't like someone else getting it on his turf. Yeah, I would have. Mm. I would have liked that, and if they followed that a bit, like... that could have been a good way of doing it. Because if you imagine Nelson would be less taking shit from this teacher than Bart would be. Yeah, but yeah, I can appreciate that the frozen dodgeball destroying Willie's shack was a way to get into the Willie story. Yeah, yeah, but it just seems they missed some better tricks. Like that could have been the B story anyhow, and we could have left. Whatever the be- oh the blue pants alone yeah, but yeah, Bart yeah. dealing with bombardment could have been beast. Yeah, they could have been yeah the kids gang up to a bullying teacher might have more length in it than I'm searching for a blue pair of pants. They're not even a material. He just wants blue pants. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, jeans. It's not are specified blue pants. what they are. Yeah, <laughs> well, and then that bit the montage where he walks through the neon signs like a like a drunk through Las Vegas, but yeah, they just the all old- say blue pants. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is... I got the joke in a second, because I'm very smart. I can read blue pants. And then I was bored for the next 12 seconds while a different sign saying blue pants went past. Yeah, I was really... I guess usually when they do that bit, it's usually pretty funny. But um, this time, it really, really wasn't. Yeah, I think there's an odd playlist to be made out of, yeah, (laughs) midnight uh, strolls uh, walking through neon signs. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Cliche. It's probably a a good half hour. Yeah. Yeah, Um, uh, The defense I'll give in that is um, like a blue Slurpee is not a specific flavor, but it's blue. Yeah, that's true. The blue pants are like the blue Slurpee of clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Or slushy, depending on where you come from. Or Gatorade. Or squishy. Yeah, yeah. What flavor is it? Blue. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of um that Futurama episode where Fry in the popcorn and <laughs> blows it up. Mm, what tastes like blue? <laughs> or oh, Homer. <laughs> it's got purple inside. Purple is a fruit. Yeah, I was just trying to think of that. <laughs> yes or no? Do you think you'll watch this one again? Uh, I don't think so. I'll specifically need motivation, like if we're marathoning all the musical episodes or something. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we won't invite you, it's fine. Jesus. 
<laughs> Punch me in the nuts. It's because I have these things tattooed in my brain that, you know, the musical ones don't bother me too much. Yeah, I don't, yeah, maybe not. But out of curiosity, if it was going in a playlist, yeah, musical episodes, midnight neon song montage cliches, <laughs> um, weird um, hard focus on a very B, C, mm. D, yeah, F yeah. character. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And also, like, parody movie. Yeah, yeah, stick, yeah. Go in. And I think my I think my issue for it was I wasn't really invested in the the whole Willy transformation science fair thing. Like he didn't really seem to want it. The thing he wanted was yeah a place to live. Yeah, that was it. And then maybe his teeth cleaned. But then they're like, we'll turn you into the most spiffing gentleman that there ever was. And what do they call him? Uh, G K Willington, Willington Esquire. Yeah. I did laugh. I yeah. thought that was a clever way to tie yeah. that in. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was fine. But it just seemed like he didn't really want that. He had no motivation for being upper class. He wanted a place to live and yeah. drink terps. And it's not like Lisa was super motivated herself. It was like, yeah, um, whatever, lofty science fair excuse. And then, oh, there's a mild like hint at a bet with Bart. But Yeah, because a bet happens in My Fair Lady. But like, they, we never find out what the stakes here are. Yeah. I was just like, we'll have a bet. Certainly taken. Like, wait, what? And then, and then there's a secondary bit where Mo or Curly or Stu or whatever the bullies are called... <laughs> um, Perfect. Bet, bet with each other that Curly can't get around the world in 80 days. He's like, oh, I'll take that bet and runs off and floats away in a hot air balloon. And then you never see that again. I was yeah, fully yeah. expecting to see that as the last scene. Yeah. He comes back in a biplane and he's like, well, did I make it in 80 days? He's like, sorry, old boy, 81. And then we, and the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did write that because I have a weird recap at the moment. Like, what are they doing? Oh, it appears that Lisa's is teaching Willie to be a perfect gentleman. It's like, we, we know, thanks. Yeah, and we yeah. didn't need to cut to the bullies for that. And it was for that whole, oh my God, you're traveling to Istanbul in the wrong way in your hot air balloon. Oh my God, do you not even know where Istanbul is? <laughs> also, if you're going around the world, there is no wrong way to Istanbul. Yeah. No, All that's right. roads go to Istanbul. All hot air balloons go to Istanbul. <laughs> No, as long as you really just keep going the same direction, you should be right. Pick a direction from Portland. (laughs) Keep going. Yeah, Portland, Oregon. I keep doing that. No, that's where Portland is. Portland's the city. Oregon's the state. Oh yeah, is Springfield in Oregon? Yep. Is it? Yep. Yep. How do we know this? Uh, A. Apparently, they gave it away in an episode. And B. Two or three years ago, yeah, Matt Groening said officially, yes, it's Oregon. There's also a very good episode of Film Theorists where they um, unpack the evidence and do find out. It's actually very interesting. See, the only issue with that is when you unpack the evidence, is it just them not making a gag about not being in a particular state for 10 years that then... Well, that, well that's the from? problem because there are lots of times where they're like, okay, they're saying that Springfield's in the middle of America now and it comes into that. It's never on the east, but it's always sort of always floated somewhere between the west and the middle mm-hmm. and you do notice things like that where like the joke worked better when it was am- a bit ambiguous. Yeah. yeah. It okay. Yeah, point is, pick a direction, keep going that direction, you've gone around the world. Yeah. All right, yeah, Um. other episode specifics that I want to talk about. Um. A little bit of continuity there with Mrs. Pommelhorst. Yeah, I did like that. <laughs> Mostly because I really love the line where she first shows up of, Mrs. Pommelhorst, <laughs> let's get down now. I know, it's such a funny <laughs> name for a, like a five-year-old to be saying, like, yeah. I didn't think much of the whole, she's going to be coming back as Mr. Pummel Horse, so telling you now, so don't make any jokes. Immediately a joke. No, they were saying, we're telling you now so you can get your jokes out. Oh, is that what it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? I thought he said, so don't make any jokes. Oh. Yeah, um, that's what I thought. Yeah. You know, that's two versus one, so I'm going to assume I'm wrong. <laughs> but there, and then Nelson goes, looks like there'll be some new wood in the workshop. And then Skinner does the thing that he would never have done. And yeah. goes like, hey, <laughs> new wood. 
Yeah. yeah. Also, I did make a note. There was a lot of sexual single entendres in this episode. Yeah. They meant, there's a bit where yeah, yeah. W.G. Blington, <laughs> Esquire, has made a date with Mrs. Krabappel and he goes, <laughs> I'll see you on the 22nd and opens his diary to the 22nd and writes, boink, slut. Yeah. <laughs> so that was funny to me because he was being very proper. No, yes, I will be able to make arrangements on the 20 no, something. I'm not saying it wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's not even going... Uh, dinner and date plus more with yeah. someone. It was like boink, slut. Like, oh, okay, that's pretty harsh. Yeah, <laughs> I just caught me off guard. Yeah, it was boink, slut, not make relations. And then uh, Skinner's mum had like two sex games. Oh, yeah. she she wanted herself some GK. <laughs> Uh, Why didn't I say Willie? Come on, Elliot. Because you could have said GK Rowell. (laughs) Yeah, but she was very overtly, aggressively sexual towards him. But she's been that before sometimes. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of overt sexuality, uh, Krusty in the yoga studio, that felt uncomfortable. And also Krusty and his date who goes to take off her top at the front of the restaurant. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 wait till we get to the booth. Like, it seems like, like I don't know what's going on here. Like he hired a topless dinner date or something. I mean, is that a thing you can do? Like I love boobs, but I don't want to see them and eat. <laughs> True, there's a weird mix there. It's like I usually reserve separate times for these things. Mm. I feel like there should be no crossover because there'll be trouble. Yeah, it's like I never brush my teeth while I'm pooping. Yeah, <laughs> I never eat while I'm looking at boobs. It's like that thing in Seinfeld where George starts mixing in food in his sex life to the point that now when he eats a pastrami sandwich, he starts getting flustered. <laughs> See, this is what happens. And that's partly why I don't do it. Yeah. Or know what pastrami is. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Mm. Especially if you go to the New York place and like stack it up that high. New York deli pastrami. Fucking oh, miss you, New York. But yeah, we miss you too, Elliot. <laughs> Thanks, New York. <laughs> um, but yeah, her name as well was really on the nose. Charity Titters. It was some good wordplay, though. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't mind. I didn't mind it. It was kind of it hit wrong, but I like the effect of I don't need your charity titters. Yeah, in effect to laughing at somebody and then going, "Come on, charity titters." Yeah, I I much prefer Buster Larue though. Yeah. Yeah. Busty Sinclair, Chesty LaRue, oh, and Hootie McDowell. <laughs> Hootie McBoom, is it? <laughs> Hootie McBoom. Yeah, I feel like it belongs in that Parthenon. Yeah. It's it, it been said a little bit funnier. Like, if he was if he was talking down to her by calling her Chesty right. McTitters. Yeah. Like he was like, all right, come on, Chesty McTitters. That would be fine. But it seemed like that was her actual name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Miss Titters, what do you want to name your child? Charity. <laughs> Charity Titters. Bouncy. <laughs> Uh, no, another joke I liked, uh, I'm surprised in myself that I liked the whole uh, Willy hi- um, underneath a colander joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, ah, so long as I got a pan. That's not a pan, there's a colander. That's where all my soup went. That was, yeah. I, 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 I like, yeah. He did it with more surprise than I used to. So that's where all my soup went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down. That was a good joke. Yeah, it's actually weird. I feel like I'm talking myself up throughout this conversation, but like a lot of the song stuff I didn't like. Uh, I do have to say, I mean, obviously I, did, I didn't like the song things, but when he went to the factory that made the pants, it was called Worldwide Pants, and their yeah. sign gag was, <laughs> we were called that before David Letterman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that as well, yeah. I was like, I think the episode's pretty good, but if you don't like the songs, the songs are 30% of it. So. I yeah. like the songs. I know you didn't. We've just discussed, we've, people know. We've discussed that. Bring it out there. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't. I really didn't like the could have danced all night 
um, one, what was that? I could dance inside now. I could be inside. I could, indoors I could be inside, yeah. Yeah, I can be indoors all night. That one didn't do it for me. And it was just really him dancing around the ballroom. There wasn't much animation going on there. No, it was very... Every, all the other animators had gone home and just yeah. the willy guy was left. <laughs> oh, what a depressing job. Just I'm, I'm the Willy animator. What? <laughs> I just do one character in The Simpsons. Oh, oh that and, then, and then you're like, oh, it's even worse. And then all your friends are like, is it hard to draw Willy? <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. I do kind of like that they, um, during the science fair, obviously because it's a parody, they've dressed up the, the gymnasium like it's uh, a fancy banquet, yep. a la My Fair Lady. Um, like, it doesn't make sense in context, but being a parody, I kind of like they've, for no reason at all, gone ultra fancy on the science fair. Yeah, oh. even had like yeah a, a guy announcing everybody yeah. as they come in, and <laughs> yeah, it was dumb, but I liked it for the parody purposes. And yeah. there was when they kind of did, they did a quick pan of the room, and there was like science projects on tables with like yeah. the label of what they were. Yeah, and there was one table that was empty, and it had a label, and I didn't see it in time to see if it was a joke or not. I don't. Did, I didn't see that. No. Yeah, saw it. Okay. And they, no, I missed that. Sorry. I feel like it was a place that someone invented the invisible something, and it was yeah. just an empty table. But I was like, oh, was it? Oh, I missed it. Ah, uh, blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. Um, I did we like. Blinked. <laughs> we blunk. Past uh, tense. <laughs> um, I did like Martin's project though, the surprisometer, yeah. and especially uh, uh, Chalmers. Oh, I see. Mild <laughs> surprise. <laughs> yeah. But, the, I mean, they were able to call back to it later yeah. when Groundskeeper Willy was revealed, and, yeah, I, that was pretty clever. I am slowly learning that almost any joke gets funnier with a throwback. So. Yeah. Oh, almost totally. Any. And I did say before, nothing really much happened in the ballroom scene, but there was the bit where something caught on fire, and then he used it to flambe yeah, um, yeah. a dessert Art or something. set Willy's pants on fire. Yeah, but it, it still wasn't much to it. And yep. the other songs, the uh, What Flows From The Nose Shouldn't Go On The Clothes. Yeah. Uh, so what is the parody of that? That's the rain in Spain stays mainly on the plane. Yep. Oh. It was pretty... Or if you want to switch to Family Guy, the life of the wife is ended by the knife. Because yeah. this is apparent. Apparently My Fair Lady, my fair lady is my just fair lady. an endless well for animators, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Although the blow nose, whatever, that was uh, on the nose. Uh, <laughs> but I liked that it was quick. <laughs> Not it, quick it, enough. But I, it did lead into Homer's little blue pants song, which was kind of funny. The blue pants song was alright, actually. <laughs> but see, that's well. See, the thing, the reason I don't like songs in The Simpsons or in every show mm. is that I've got the joke in ten seconds, yeah, and then yeah. I have to sit through a minute of that same joke for the rest of the time. And unless you're wearing a gorilla vest, I don't want to know about <laughs> it. Yeah, unless the parody itself is inherently funny and continues to bring up funny lines, yeah. then you just got, yeah, you've repeated the same joke for the next 30 plus seconds. Yeah, even who needs the quickie mart? I'm like, good, figured it out. Let's keep going. I don't. I will figure that solely for, he lied to us through song. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, hate right. it when people do but that. But that, importantly, that happens after the song's yeah. finished. You couldn't do it without the song. Yeah, the song could have been shorter. <laughs> but yeah, one of the other problems with like yeah musical numbers in the comedy shows is like the comedy becomes more about the rhymes, and mm. I don't know if you listen to enough ca- comedy songs, you can sort of see where they're yeah. about to go. And um, there's a much more limited framework in which to tell jokes with that. So. And you also yeah. really need to know what the song is, mm. otherwise yeah. it's just a dumb song that's not really good. Or, but in the instance of who needs the quirky mark or see my vest, like the parody is so good and like the lines are so unexpected like 
yeah, we're seeing my vest. You don't get the vibe of that. He has got so many animals he needs to go through and show you what he's turned into clothing. It's true. I was not going to assume he'd have loafers made of gophers. Or no. a red, 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 uh, red robin suit coming one breast or two. Yeah. No, no. Grizzly bear underwear. <laughs> I will say the music is... In Something the, else the music. I've had my share. There's some good rhymes in that song. Fuck, oh, you should watch right. it again. Turtles <laughs> next, I've had my share. <laughs> the music was... I will say the music here is good. It's not half. Oh, it's it, like, it feels like full orchestration. feels good. Yep, you know. and like, and the contrast when Homer tries to butt in on the blow nose song yeah. and uh, with his blue pants jingle, and they're like, "Dad, we're not singing about that." He's like, "Go sing your own song," and he does, and then there's no accompanying yeah. music, it's and just it's him just, yeah, up. <laughs> I'm getting blue pants. <laughs> <laughs> but like you're saying about getting the point, he's already sort of gone. Oh, I missed my old life, and then we have to sit through a number about yeah. how he lit. And then uh, they go close that scene off where he goes back home. It's like, I know, I've got it. Yeah, <laughs> do other things while that's happening rather than you over the head with it in musical form. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, and uh, then Mr. Largo joins him for that, and I hated Mr. Largo throughout this whole episode. Yeah. His contribution to the song and him ending up on the roof. Well, and- because they're like, okay, uh, well, Willie, because you're gone, we've replaced you with the next lowest person, and it's like, why is the music teacher lower than the groundskeeper? No, no, I'm next confused. lowest. So they've taken the uh, lowest person away. All right, but also. Why would you get the music teacher to mow the lawn? I don't know. Also, why does he still have a haircut from like 1712? <laughs> yeah, he is really, he's, um, he's never got out of the 20s. Beethoven-esque. Yeah, found a style yeah. and he's sticking to it. Yeah, the episode ends with Skinner almost literally saying, all right, well, we're back to zero, cliche. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's very true. It did just go, and just signifying that everything's come back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, may as well just have it like a big alarm goes, warning, everything is back to normal. <laughs> Resetting to normal in three, uh, two. I think my only other note is um, there's a neat, neat little uh, sign gag because uh, when Lisa's teaching Willie manners, she's reading to him from Jen Teelben. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. That was cute. But Oh, the pants ad when uh, he goes into the worldwide pants office. Yeah, like- I know the joke was that it was meant to drag out so long, but goddamn, did it drag out so long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. there's there's a few gags recently that have been feels like they're like, all right, guys, we are twelve seconds short of our running time today. Well, that that buck gag, let's just run that for nine and a half more seconds. That's Done. it. No, it it really felt like they had the Willie episode. And it's like, oh god, it's only ten minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> cram everything in. And I feel like they just could have been. It seems like there could have been more things to do with Willie than other people deciding that he was down and out and needed help, then forcing him to help, and then him going back. Yeah. There's no real conflict from him mm. not wanting to start being fancy pants and then being conflicted about going back home. It was just I felt like they didn't flush that out. No. Flush that out <laughs> enough. Well, no, it's Willie. Yeah, you could flush it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like how we got to being a gentleman, but I do like how he got out. Mm. Like I liked his realization, but I don't yeah, think much of the whole mm. Skinner having a let's shoot back to zero party. Like, well, okay, how Willie gets back is he's you know working at the Gilded Truffle. Krusty gives him a hard time, so doesn't he just yell, "Do you want to see the dessert cart?" and start smacking his face into it? And Krusty's like, "Dessert cart? I can I use that?" And he's like, "Wait, was there a joke?" Yeah, there? I, didn't, I, didn't... I thought I missed that as well. Did anyone pick up a? And then joke? he's like, "No, yeah, but no, he just literally starts slamming his head into a dessert cart." Yeah, and I thought really the good comeuppance would be if he went schizo on. Uh, bombardment guy yeah, and that would cool. yeah. kind of be a good because he got hit in the head a thousand times with a piece of bread yeah he went mad on Krusty because he was already sitting down at the diner that he works in in Krusty's chair 
yeah. where he aggressively argues. It could have easily is. been bombardment guy, and mm. it would have tied everything else so much better together. Yeah, we and would have gotten some comeuppance. The B yeah. stories would have merged back again. Yeah, it, it absolutely should have been bomb. And because yeah, why did they have him provoke him in the restaurant if not to do that then? Hmm. Now it is time to rank this thing. Boop, 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 boop. BT, kick it off. Oh shit. Um. Well, I liked it more than the last one. So I'm just trying to figure out, has it made its way all the way up to bronze? Um, hmm. 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 We've definitely built a better episode talking about it. Yeah. I don't hate the songs as much as you guys, but I agree they just, for the most part, don't need to be there and I don't get a lot of enjoyment out of them. Hmm. Yeah, bronze just isn't in my heart. I'm sorry. High participant, I think. Participant for you? I Come back to me, but yeah. Phil, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to say this one's, it's wallowing in the shallows of bronze for me, I think. Yeah. Was, I think, better now to have talked about it, but I didn't hate it and it was kind of, yeah. I think low bronze, high participant. Yeah, that's where I'm sitting. That's yeah. A, that's a in that little pipe. cusp. I've got a foot in each waiting pool there. Yeah. Uh, well, what would you rank it for your definitive ranking, bronze or participant though? Mm, I think I'm going to have to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be harsh and put it in part- participant. Yep. Um, look, I want to go bronze because I think it should be a shiny participant, but I can't. <laughs> I just, I, I really don't want to watch this episode again. I think that's my main draw. <laughs> when you said, do you want to see it again? I'm like, if it's maybe on and I'm having a conversation with someone in the same room, I'm not going to turn off. But if it comes on TV, I'm probably going to go take a piss. Yeah, look, there is no question this episode was better than the one we just watched. Oh, yeah. If, it's if still the, not great. If the first one we watched was like a low participant, this one's a high participant. Yeah. yeah. So they're and in the I same pool. The definition is, I can't remember any quotes from this. I won't ever quote it again in conversation. There won't be a bit where I'm trying to sing the Blue Pants song. I might say, wouldn't it be adequate? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't even think that. I think I'll forget that by two beers time. Yeah. We might yell bombardment if we throw things at each other later. later I just yell duck i can't throw properly yeah yeah but i mean it definitely doesn't pass the hangover test not for me um is that where you wake up as alan what's the hangover <laughs> <What>? test <laughs> oh okay no he was referencing the hangover the movie what you know wakes up as alan oh right right yeah, <laughs> uh no hangover test is when you you're lying on the couch you have a mac is sitting on your stomach you have a hangover the simpsons is on this episode comes on and you can't reach the remote, do you get up to get it to change the episode? Or do you just suffer through? I know, I'd change it. Yeah, that's one of those things... I feel like I would change this one. Yeah, I don't... I'd at least get the remote. Yeah. Even if it's on the far end of the table? (laughs) Even if you know if you reach out for it, you'll probably knock it off the table? (laughs) I just pull the table to me in all those scenarios. (laughs) Damn it! Why didn't I think of that? I've broken so many remotes. And tables. (laughs) That's why you don't have carpeted floors. Everything's slideable. All right, well, that does it for My Fair Laddie, and that's where that theme ends. And we are going back to season one uh, with No Disgrace Like Home. Okay, I thought it was going to be like My Fair Ladle or My (laughs) my Fry Ladle. My Friend Ladle. back and we just watched season one episode four there's no disgrace like home written by al gene and mike reese this was first released in january of 1990 ah. i know Jesus. 
In this episode, Homer gets embarrassed at his family's behavior at a company picnic, mm-hmm. picnic and endeavors to self-improve and signs the family up for family therapy that he saw in a pro wrestling commercial. With Dr. Marvin Monroe. Yes, the first and probably last appearance. No, no, that's not true. Not his last, for sure. No. Um, his first. First and one of very few. He wasn't a reoccurring character. Um, guys, what did you think? Good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I actually was surprised at how relevant the jokes still were. Yeah. yeah. 20 something 30 years on. Yeah, there's a, there's like it's not a problem, but there's the kind of thing where I can't write all of the jokes down because they were so highly contextual. You need, you know, the 2 minutes of lead up to get the joke. Yeah, yeah. And there was but, a um, lot more slow burners, wasn't there? Yeah, but it was still great to yeah, have some really laugh out loud moments on something yeah. that's this old is amazing. And this mm. is obviously, you know, why it's the show that is as revered as it is today. Yeah, and you see a lot of the seeds, and like, there is a couple of moments where you're like, mm, that's a bit off character, but it, it's from a different way, isn't it? Well, it's from season one. They didn't know who the, these characters were. Yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah. the hardest part of the episode was getting used to the way the characters look because everyone's drawn differently. Mm. Yeah. And everyone sounds different. Yeah. So it was just that was a, a kind of a, a jolt. And emotions like missing two frames per second or something. Yeah, it's kind of because it's all suffering from NTSC conversion. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole power speed up thing. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, it was, yeah, it's still a great episode. And where, like, a lot of season one doesn't super hold up for me, um, this is, yeah, definitely a shining moment. Mm. Yeah, I think it very much holds up. Yeah. yeah but... Even though you kind of get a bit of character switch between Homer and Marge here. Yeah. Um, but again, it's season one. They were figuring out who they were. And for season one, Homer, this makes sense. It's just Homer changes drastically between seasons one yeah. and about two or three. Absolutely. This is yeah. not the Homer that you're ever familiar with seeing. He yeah. was, you know... Yeah. He cared what other people thought. He wanted to look to the future. He wanted to fix things. Mm. He had sensible ideas that made sense and then worked out. Yeah. Well, as we have kind of talked about, as far as we can tell, there's about three generations of Homer. There's early Homer, who's uh, the flawed patriarch, who's kind of the the antithesis of um, Mr. Brady and all that kind of thing. Yep. The guy who, you know, means well for his family, but it's kind of a bit dim. And then there's kind of just goofy Homer, which is ones we know from most of the seasons. And then there's jerk-ass Homer in the modern seasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found in this episode, like, they were sort of hitting the points that, yeah, Homer still wasn't without his flaws. Like, he was having more Marge moments, you know, mm. wanting the best for his family and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, I don't feel like they really did hit on his um his duller moments, like, that would make the family anxious at him. Yeah, this was definitely... Homer was the everyman, and, yeah. he, and he was suffering his family rather than... Like, he had moments where he would get frustrated and try and strangle Bart, but he wasn't overly dumb or doing things in a stupid way. Yeah. He was at the mercy of his family. He was like, Marge was drunk. I, yeah. I actually <laughs> really love Marge's drunk sequence. <laughs> oh, totally. Her ramblings are fucking awesome. <laughs> I don't know that you've got, like, this whole... Uh, like uh, I don't even know what you call it. Like, the... Uh, Women at like the Greek goddess fountain kind yeah. of moment. Yeah, that song is, but it was really catchy. I'm like, I'm yeah, enjoying it's this. Weirdly tune. familiar. Like, I know that must be from something, but yeah, it's like a, a great little Bacchus sort of party a Greek moment. Something I don't know what to call it. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. If you if you were to put music to a fountain, it would be that. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, um, also like that you get from her perspective where she's kind of got this bit of a song and there's all this dancing from the women around her in the background and you assume you're going to cut to someone else's perspective and she's just going to be drunk. But no, you cut to someone else's perspective and the whole scene is still playing. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like that just when the women of Springfield get drunk, it turns into this weird sort of... Uh, yeah, all act- joined hands uh, uh, <laughs> dance around the Mayflower. No, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. that one. Yeah, I, I don't know what to call it. It's... It's definitely like a, like a thing from Greek fountain something wine. Yeah, it's a very maypole type feel yeah. to it, though. Yeah, everyone dancing around the meadows, celebrating the wine yeah, harvest. Very Elysian fields kind of feel to it. There's no specific uh, thing to what the reference is that I can see on Wikipedia anyway. But write us in if you know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's do a questionnaire. So the episode isn't a throughout, and yeah, it oh, yeah. just transitions beautifully it's it's so like focused like it doesn't leave many hanging threads as it goes like yeah. well as i was speaking before about um the flow of plot structure this was homer wants to make a good impression but his family make a fool of him yeah. therefore they go to therapy there's a there's a flow there instead yeah. of and then and then and then and then it lacks the meanwhile of not having a b plot but it didn't need one it was a very strong a yeah, and I mean, the only times where there sort of were story offshoots was at the company picnic, but all centred around the Simpson family. And Yeah, and yeah. that kind of really just colouring in around the lines of this is where even in a point where Homer's told his family how important this is and to behave, they still can't. Mm. And everything else was like seeing how the normal, like, you know, letting Mr. Burns win at the sack race. Yeah. Like, this is just the world you live in, and this is your family in that world. So it wasn't really, it wasn't like a, a dream sequence or a, all part of the actual reality. Yeah, it wasn't a throwaway, it was world building, essentially. Yeah, yeah we stayed totally. within the same time and the storyline. And uh, play count, how many times do you think you've seen this episode? Uh, I haven't seen it for a very long time, I know that, but yeah. i say in the 20s, 30s, it's hard to tell. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I don't know, I'd say probably more than 10, just through... Yeah. Wonderful Channel 10 only ever replaying episodes 1 to 6. Yeah, and pretty sure. Never the new ones. <laughs> one day Channel 10 will just have a channel dedicated to Simpsons. Yeah. Well, I mean, they can feasibly do it now. And I think, yeah, Simpsons, like, back-to-back without commercials is, like, up to uh, 12 days or something at the moment. Fuck. It was 12. I think it was more like... It was a lot, though. It was a marathon and a half. Yeah. 12 days is a lot of watching The Simpsons with no sleep. I can quickly do the math now. Yeah, you Elliot's going to do... 6.15 times 22. You would need a catheter and yeah. some <laughs> you just put drips. the toilet. You put the TV in the dunny, surely. Yeah, you would I just, you know, chamber point. Uh, all right, it's, it's nine days and 9.4 days. Jeez. Still <laughs> more than a week. Yeah. yeah. With no weekends. And the show's not over yet. And no stop. <laughs> you mean we could index in less than two weeks if we yeah. just did it all back to back forever? Doesn't count when you have to stop to then talk about it, though. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. A month? <laughs> yeah. Essentially. <laughs> we'll... Look, hello, work. I need a month off. Podcast. <laughs> what do you mean I'm fired? Uh, what was the question? Yeah, play count. Um, Yeah, I've seen this probably a hundred times. I don't know. Yeah. Like, This is one that I know that we had uh, taped on VHS. Like, I can still see the Channel 10 watermark in the corner and like about a half of a commercial for like, I don't know, Con the Fruit or what was a show that was on around that time? <laughs> Mad yeah. about you. Acropolis now. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Definitely would have been Acropolis now. Oh. Effie. <laughs> oh, hey, Dad. Ooh. Yeah. Do you know how that thing ended? Because I saw, I still remember that. Wasn't he arrested for pedophilia? No, well, <laughs> not, not, not IRL. That was in real life. <laughs> no, no, they all died. 
like someone breaks into their house, puts a bomb in their VCR, which is meant to go off after an hour, but they stop the guy and he gets taken away. And they're like, at the very end, they go, but wait, what about the bomb? Ah, and then confetti goes off. And they're like, oh, thanks everyone. Good night. And it's like, wait, did you all just die? <laughs> <laughs> that's very weird. It, I'm not going to lie. It may have been a fever dream, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah. Um, so lots of times to watch this one. Mm. Yeah. This does just remind me of childhood home and everything. Um, yeah. Uh, so any memories of parts of this episode that stuck with you over the years? I definitely remember the beginning of, uh, we were fighting over who loves you more. Oh, okay, go on. You love him more. No, you do. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just the shock therapy. Yeah, yeah. yeah the shock therapy and the jello line, I remember, where it's like, everyone brought Mr. Burns jello because yeah. someone started a rumor. I think I actually quite remembered quite a bit of it, this, but not a lot of the jokes, but a lot mm. of the setups. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I haven't watched this in many years. Like, I don't really vi- revisit season one that often. Like, and yeah, it's some of that stuff that just sticks with you, the visuals and all that. Mm. And there's some great one-line jokes in there as well, or just call-and-response jokes almost. Like, it was very... Oh, totally. It felt very sitcom some of the setups. Mm. But there was that great one where they're at the dinner table and Homer goes, I feel like we're the worst family in the neighborhood. And Marge just goes, well, we should move to a bigger community. That was excellent, man. Uh, Especially from Marge. Yeah. Like, you're not expecting that. Now she would be like, oh, Homie, we're not that bad or some, something, yeah, something. Yeah. But that was just oh, like, totally. a, here's an answer to your immediate problem. No, she totally had so many good moments in this episode. And yeah. it's unfortunate. Um, Last, uh, last episode we watched... Um, Brush with Greatness, the one where she paints Ringo Starr and oh, then yeah. Burns oh, commissions yeah. the portrait. Man, she gets some awesome lines in those that episode really? too. I like, seen yeah, that one for ages. She has the killer line that ends the episode where Mr. Burns is like, yeah. you know, thank Thanks. you for not making fun of my genitalia. I thought I did. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, bang. Like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Also, um, like, um, there's even a great Mr. Burns line where he's talking about all the jello and calls it, throw it on the jiggling pile of goop over there. <laughs> <laughs> this is all this jello. Yeah. Um, Just that infernal tootling. Yeah, that's um, another thing that I was going to bring up because that happens in Brush with Greatness as well. Lisa's playing the saxophone oh, and he yeah. says infernal tootling to her. Oh, there you go. Call back. Yeah, for some reason over the years, the phrasing of, why don't you both shut up has always stuck with me yeah and i'm wondering if and i know that's like from children or when homer's looking at the angel car family and they're driving yeah wood and he looks at his own family and they're all one of us devils and they go one of us yeah i'm like i know that that's really kind of like from children of the corn like but i wonder if that that chanting version if i wonder if that is i thought it was from like freaks which is like the 1940s movie yeah, it's very much that oh, same one of us, one of us. Like, gurgle, gargle, gurgle, gargle. Yeah, short of saying the um, gargle, gurgle, or whatever it but is. It, it comes up a weirdly large amount. Yeah, it's in South Park as well. Yeah. They do it then. and hmm. um, No, I mean, I've changed it myself. Yeah, I've just never been entirely sure of the reference. But uh, Yeah. Um, any jokes you feel flew over your head on the earlier viewings? I feel like I never, I can't remember how old I was the last time I saw this. It's been a very long time, but I definitely didn't feel like I got the move to a larger community bit. Oh yeah, that totally, like that was a surprise laugh, that one. Yeah. Um, and also I really like where, okay, so they've arrived at the picnic, Bart and Lisa go chasing each other, Homer's chasing them, trying to get them to behave. Marge is there with one of the other mothers who's like, she's like, oh, what a beautiful baby. Yeah, you want to put him down and get some punch? And then they, <laughs> 
go to like the childcare area and she's like, oh, is it okay to leave the kids here unsupervised? And the woman's like, you're right, and turns on the TV and just walks away. <laughs> and they're both satisfied with that. <laughs> I definitely didn't notice that kind of, uh, yeah, TV will look after them bit. I honestly don't feel like that was like a joke to me back in the day. That's just what happened. Yeah. You went yeah. to your parents' party, you got stuck in the downstairs room with the TV and... That was fine. Yeah. yeah. Was well, nice. I think that was reality for kids and that's kind of a gag for parents because it's like, oh, that's what we always do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, when you're a kid, you're like, I get to just watch TV and no one's going <laughs> to tell me I'm watching too much. Awesome. Ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Um, Other than the character switch between Homer and Marge, but this is early Simpsons, so fair enough. They're finding mm. it. Yeah, absolutely. Everything. They're the perfect dysfunction. Yeah. Well, I, I still feel like, I mean, it's still Homer, but... There's just not the stupidity there that it, there was even there in season one at times. Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, yeah. Lisa's also very off in this one, I yeah. suppose. Well, everyone is. Yeah. Well, everyone's this fun. Everyone's basically Bart and Homer's Marge. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But I, I think in terms of flow and the way the jokes work yeah, and everything, I, the rest that, of it, sure. yeah. But yeah, yeah character-wise, it is a little bit off. And we do have a bit of like just off-model moments where we get White Lou. Uh, <laughs> Come on, we have Bluehead Smithers. Yep. Oh, yeah. Blue heads. Everything's blue. <laughs> Everything's blue. TV's blue. Oh, school's blue. Skinhead uh, Barney as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's just lazy. He's the closest character to the, to the camera, or whatever you call that in animation. Give him a hair color. Yeah. <laughs> also, but, that um, Homer just outright punches him as well. <laughs> yeah. They seem to not have the friendship that they uh, have. And yeah. I do like, and the thing that made me realize that, like, the writing is so much better here than as we've seen recently, yeah. is they go to the bar, he's complaining about his life, there's a boxing match on TV that we've seen a couple of times in the, in mm-hmm. the scene, and then it goes to a fisticuff fight between Barney and Homer, but the commentation's coming yeah. from the TV, yeah. and then the TV reveals the ad for Dr. Marvin Monroe's family healthcare clinic, which then Homer sees and goes, oh, that's what I need. It tied in, everything tied in, and it made sense. Like, nowadays yeah. it feels like Homer would punch Barney, fall over, and then something had been on the TV that you'd only seen an ad for Boxy Boxing 101, now with uh, Palmer Anderson, <laughs> and then nothing, nothing, nothing from it at all. And then yeah. when he needed it, it had come back in to be, mm. oh, what, you, yes, you, why don't you come to this thing? Be like, oh, I will do that. But it just seamlessly worked in. Yeah, absolutely. The the and then uh, made for an excellent throwback where Lisa was like, that guy that advertises on pro wrestling, boxing Lisa, it's much better. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're worlds <laughs> apart. They're worlds <laughs> apart. <laughs> no. I did have the weird moment, like, why is he advertising during boxing? Like, it's conflict resolution. Of course he is. Ah, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, and I mean, this is a very early Mo as well. With no real distinct character traits. Uh, no. But Which hey, is kind of refreshing because all the fucking rape gags that they make him do these days are just damn mm, uncomfortable. Very creepy. I do like his tavern has like a like old timey tavern swing doors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To <laughs> the street. Yeah, no, no, it's neat. And it's weird seeing Mo's bar from that perspective, like mm. that slightly yeah. isometric up in the corner from the away from the door. Right now, you always see it low, and the camera's on the same side as the door is looking at the bar. But this was yeah. the other side of the room, up looking down. Mm. I've seen this for a while. Like that, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there's so many different animation choices that they're making here, like like a lot more fade cuts as well. It, yeah, it feels like a lot older and slower and stuff, yeah. yeah it's just a different time. To it. But yeah, wackiness of this episode. 
Um, they all get strapped into electric chairs, <laughs> yeah. including Maggie for some reason. Including the baby. <laughs> yeah. And then they all beat each other with foam and then not foam poles, <laughs> including the baby. I feel like that's probably actually a therapy thing. I've hit each other with these things that won't hurt. Yeah. I, don't th- I don't think you tend to learn good lessons with non-consequentially hitting things on people. Maybe, maybe not. Seems to make a lesson of, hit me, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm no therapist, but yeah, having a pole that you can easily remove the foam <laughs> off. Oh, certainly trouble. <laughs> and again, strapping a baby into an electric chair. Yeah. <laughs> and giving like her buttons that she can electrocute yeah. her family. Both of those choices are terrible. <laughs> yeah, even a mild current is going to screw that baby up. <laughs> yeah. Never put five buttons in front of a child. They're yeah. pushing all those buttons. Especially while they're, you're still trying to explain the rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did not think that through mm. at all. I did like the bit where they're shocking each other and it shows wider and wider shots of all the lights dimming in the city. Yeah. And yeah. it goes to Mr. Burns and he's like, ah, oh, someone's really sucking up the juice today. And he's like, excellent. Maybe this uh, energy conservation fad is slowly dying away. It's as like, dead as the dodo. Dead as the dodo. <laughs> like, nice, because that's obviously still was a thing in 1990 yeah. mm-hmm. and that's still a thing now in 2016. Yeah. Oh, they made yeah. the... 17 <sighs> film. Fuck. I'm backdating this for people who are listening late, late <laughs> in the future. <laughs> I'm writing late in the future down, and that's going to be a song for Super Queen. And the <laughs> late in the future, that's where I get my kicks. No, that, uh, Don't write it down. Damn it. I told you. They're biopic, but on a radio play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Super Queen and the Groove Tuners with Late in the Future. <laughs> And yeah, and oh, and you have that yeah, the clip of the old guy going, "Man, that band! Everyone knows they were late in the future. <laughs> they were retro, but tomorrow retro. <laughs> Yesterday's future, today. The retro of tomorrow, today. <laughs> A retrospective. <laughs> Retrospective. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done now. But yeah, wacky moments. Uh, yeah, Marge's uh, Greek goddess dancing thing. Um, but That's very good. Yeah, most of it was very... This is grounded Simpsons, yeah. like at its groundedest. Well, you get a little bit of wacky where Homer's... It's not so much wacky. He's mm, halluc- metaphorically hallucinating the, the good family is ascending into heaven. Oh, yeah. And his own family is de- devils and... You know, but it, you know that this is him projecting that ideal. It's not actually yeah. happening, so... Yeah, it's not, it's not wacking us. It's fantasy. Um, God, the animation of that whole bit is awesome, oh, though. Beautiful. Like, the orange, like, I know it's meant to be afternoon, but the orange sky, like, really um, helps the transition between looking at the Heavenly Family and mm-hmm. the Hell Family. Yep. Like, yeah. I just noticed that in the company picnic, there's a boy and a girl holding hands. They're supposed to be running up the path, but they've just done yeah. the thing where they put, they've stuck, like, a pin in the middle of the boy and the girl, and they're just tittering back and forth really, oh, really? quickly, as, just as general motion in the background. Oh, wow. It's like, I haven't done that for a long time. They yeah. had no money to begin with. <laughs> no, and um, even in the sky beam, we noticed in Bart the General that they do this shot from inside an oven, and to make it mm. look like it's hot, they overlap, like... Um, a, a water effect, basically? Yeah, oh, yeah right. like, just so film like, of water, so it looks yeah, like right. steam. And I oh. feel like they've done something similar to that, to that sky beam. Um, yeah, possibly. Yeah, it yeah. kind of had like a twinkly kind of wavy bit to it. But yeah, something like, yeah, cheap that they've done in animation. That... Mm-hmm. And there's also a similar thing on the uh, Tower of Jello, where the whole, rather than the Jellos wobbling, the kind of the entire frame had a bit of a wobble a to, wiggle it, yeah. to it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. 
And yeah, fuck, love the animation of all their heads behind the piles of goop. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Jiggling piles of goop. <laughs> There's a song. Um, the heart of this episode, though. Do you guys feel the heart? Yeah, I think so. Like, you kind of know that Homer was embarrassed of his family and really wanted to fix a solution. And, and in the end, he made a profit of more than any other scheme I've ever seen him make. Yeah. Like they paid 250 He got 500 bucks back. He cashed in, got 150 bucks for his TV. Mm-hmm. I think, like, and then he's, he got the admiration and the adoration of his family. So yeah. I think he kind of scored pretty well. They kind of end on, uh, we're so broken, we work again. Mm. <laughs> kind of vibe. Like, he's getting a much better TV now with a uh, 21-inch screen. Yeah, I didn't think that. <laughs> Flesh tones and a little <laughs> cart. <laughs> All but important I, dinner cart. I like that, yeah, his wholehearted acceptance of the TV and the idea of wheeling it in is, like, because previously he's been like, no, turn off the TV and we're going to go yep. eat inside. So that's, Oh, okay. That's accepting that, no, we're, we're, we are who we are, so we're going to watch TV while eating and we're even going to wheel it in on special <laughs> occasions. We will never not be watching the TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very proudly accepting, you know. Yeah. No, I didn't notice that um, extra tying in. Th- There's so many tie-ins. Yeah, mm. it's well, it's very well written. Like it, yeah, it all comes back into itself a few times over. I just read a, a quote from Marge, and I f- I want this on a shirt now. It's like Hannah Sam. <laughs> um, It'll be joining our shirt line with "Woo Privilege." Yeah, if it's not true greatness, we have we're at least average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, her whole drunk rant. Ah, so good. Like, um, it's just good to see Marge having a bit of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I do like, she's like, don't mean to alarm anyone, but I think there's some alcohol in this punch. Even better, it's alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the heart of the episode, yeah, it came good at the end, and like, yeah, you felt them on this dysfunctional ride, and... Yeah. There's yeah. some interesting turnarounds, like when, like, clearly throughout the entire show, or the episode, Homer was the one who wanted to be normal. The family were all devils. Yeah. Then we went to Dr. Marvin's. He said, draw the thing that makes you the most aggravated in the family. Mm. Everyone drew Homer. Homer drew planes. Like that's <laughs> that's a tiny little bit of where we see Homer in a se- season and a half later where Homer yeah. becomes the more the lovable buffoon that can't do anything right rather than... Yeah, where he's dragged the entire family to therapy and then stops paying attention. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's been the catalyst and the driver for this whole episode. Gets to sit down and find the answer that he wants and he's drawing planes down. Yeah. And the only other logic I missed, I, I spotted was, they're in the car, says to Marge, remember how much Mr. Burns liked Giorgello last year? And Marge says, oh, he only he only said to you that he liked it. And he's like, that's the only time he's ever said something to me that didn't include the sentence bonehead. <laughs> yeah. But then when they got there, he's like, here's Giorgello. And he went, oh, some buffoon spread a rumor that I like this infernal stuff. Like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> that was seconds between. Yeah. He told me personally that he liked me and didn't call me a bonehead to someone uh, started someone a rumor started that I liked it. Well, maybe it was yeah. meant to be Homer. He's, maybe like it he was said, Homer who started that. He'd forgotten the interaction with Homer. Yeah, maybe. A um, few other great Homer lines oh, with... Uh, smarter. They, they get home and Homer's like, no, I want to be alone with my thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goes for a walk. Um, and then he comes back and says, We're going to Dr. Marvin Monroe. Of all the commercials I saw, this was the most convincing. That was yeah. excellent. Yeah. And I do actually, I think a couple of days ago, I actually used the line, um, I've got some wieners in my pocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a funny line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stupid dog. Um, yes or no, do you think you'd watch this episode again? Yeah. 
I would quite happily. Well, this is quite a good one. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought before we watched it, I would have said I wouldn't have because yeah. all this is a very old hat and it's kind of boring. I've seen it a bunch. But I actually really enjoyed it and I've written the, less, the least amount of notes I have for any episode tonight. I've only got like 10 and they're all just one-liner jokes that I wanted to remember. Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, I would. Yeah, there's not many groany moments. I'd definitely watch this again. And if we were to put in a playlist... Uh, Simpsons self-improvement? Yeah, yeah. Homer gets it right? Therapy. Mm. Releasing the hounds. I can't believe... Oh, releasing the hounds. Mr. Burns gave him a 10-minute head start. He doesn't... There's a lot of people there. Yeah, <laughs> take a long time. Take them more than 10 minutes to get out of there. Yeah. Uh, Jello-related? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Jiggling pile of goop. <laughs> Blue head smithers. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah off model. Yeah, off model. Simpsons. That's just all season one, really. Mm, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, in one season, Smithers goes from black to blue head. To... Yeah, <laughs> hey. I feel like they didn't think that they were going to be around for thirty seasons at the time. <laughs> I can't imagine they would have. It's pr- it was pretty unprecedented then. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, other parts of the episode you want to talk about? Uh, a few more great lines where they're trying to pawn the TV and Marge is like, no, Homer, why don't we pawn my wedding ring? And Homer's yeah. like, no, no, we need at least $150. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sleeper joke as uh, well. I like it. Really yeah, really I, like appreciate, I appreciate the thought, but we need at least $150. It's where you hear it, you go, where does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, a little bit of a thinker. Um, and yeah, just in that same scene, that pawn shop guy is like, that's a creepy looking dude. There's also a great line, he goes, uh, is it cable ready? Ready as it'll ever be. <laughs> yeah. He says, no, <laughs> sir, have a deal. But notice everyone who's behind a counter, so the pawn shop guy and the receptionist at the clinic, are all just grossly disproportionate to anybody else. Yeah. They're kind of like, the girl at the clinic, she must have been eight foot tall <laughs> and entirely square. It was very strange. Yeah. Yeah, because she's meant to be sitting down, but still on like head level or whatever. Well, still, yeah. Still, oh, as tall okay, as yeah, I get you. A bit odd. But obviously that's just early days of animation. And, and yeah, just while we're in the family therapy center then, there was such a great double joke here where there was a family the mum and dad were wearing I'm with mm. stupid shirts pointing at each other I missed that part I'm like wow yeah. are these guys just so passive aggressive they just wear their shirts and stand on that side of each other and like, also their kid who was sitting to one side had a, you couldn't see it but there was just an arrow that's the same arrow as the dad was wearing oh was it but you couldn't see any text but I presumed it was mm. supposed to be same the deal. same yeah I did like as well. the uh, carbon copy family. They're like, well, family, we're all good now. Let's <laughs> go for frosty chocolate milkshakes. Yeah, yeah. The, and yeah, the models were only just parallel universe yeah, yeah, of The yeah. Simpsons. It was a really good choice. What what episode is frosty chocolate milkshakes from? I keep forgetting. I'm sure it started in the Almond shorts. Uh-huh. I f- have a feeling this is the first one, but I don't, I don't know. You can visit with mocha frappuccinos. <laughs> I wish. I was Orange mocha know. frappuccinos. Um, and also in the family therapy center, the bingo was his Nemo family. They were in there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> and well, I don't explains. think I've actually ever noticed that before uh, tonight's viewing. Yeah. What, just did the waiting room? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was I'm with stupid family and then them and then, yeah, then uh, the eight-foot-tall receptionist. Uh, we did miss the whole part where they go snooping on other families. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, wow, they seem to be having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> they actually enjoy talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, the, the happy family carving the ham and the super fake smiles. Yeah, doing that, um, I can't remember what the painting is called, but that painting... Oh, uh, the family eating the turkey. Yeah. That sounds so dumb. Like, <laughs> It's the family eating the turkey painting. You know the painting. No, I, I do have it in my head, the one you're talking about. But, you know, podcast. Let's call it a Rockwell and be done with it. Yeah, it's very Rockwell. Sam Rockwell? 
<laughs> yes. Sure. Sam Rockwell. Sam and or Norman. Oh, yeah, beginning of the episode, we have... Norman uh, Rockwell. Kids, uh, we need to show my boss we're a good family, so please give me the love and or respect I deserve. Yeah, yeah. And then Lisa goes, oh, we get a choice. And Bart's like, I'm going with respect. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really good. Um, and I feel like they've used that line a few times yeah. as well. It's um, A good and or joke is always good. Like, rock and or roll. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm out of notes. Yeah, um, I think I'm Because like I said, a lot, there are a lot more great jokes. They're just, the setup is so... Yeah. So it's, it's it's you can't write it down in a note. Uh damn it. I've got um a note that just says omnivorous, but I can't remember what the setup uh, was. cuz he was talking uh he's like they they're saying grace and he's like, "God, did you see them at the picnic?" Well, of course you did. You're everywhere. You're omnivorous. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that joke flew over my head oh, yeah. in the day. Uh, it reminds me of uh little little Elliot like, "Papa, what's up, omnivorous?" Yeah. He's like, "Shut up and eat all your meat and vegetables." I do like they also have a it's like, let's say, Grace, okay, thanks. Commence shoveling. Yeah. And, yeah, the circular motion on their <laughs> arms as they go. Such a good yeah, bit even of animation. Mars just <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I love her as well. How long are we meant to sit here while you badmouth us to the man upstairs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, Marge got a lot of great moments in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, she's been, shows you how much she's been reduced to yeah. just being Marge now. Yeah, well, again, season one, they didn't know what they were doing, and she's got to be the unfortunate straight person to everybody else's wacky hijinks. Yeah, yeah but I think... But yeah, no, even even in other shows, the straight guy usually gets some more... Yeah, you get, you get to be a straight guy four out of five episodes. Yeah, and every now and then. Yeah. You know, let loose, get drunk on punch. Uh, there was an itchy and scratchy cartoon, but it was actually a bit of a nothing one. It was a little more... Obviously, beginning, this was a bit more Tom and Jerry. Yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, it was more a single scene rather than yeah, their usual high concept. Scratchy just sticks his head through the mouse hole and then Itchy's there with a bomb, which, again, that's pretty much outright Tom and Jerry. The difference yeah. is it blows him up into nothing but a rib cage and his head rolls out through the rib cage. Yeah. That no, was so, a great little early look at Itchy and Scratchy yeah. back in the day. Um, and, yeah, a bit of uh, early Smithers character work and... As well, where Homer makes Bart give him the kiss, and Mr. Burns is like, oh, can't believe the load of some people go to curry my favor. And then Smithers is just like, oh, that's an excellent observation. <laughs> yeah, that was really <laughs> and yeah, really good, subtle glimpse at Smithers' character. Well, even, even in the beginning, where uh, some guy's like, oh, I hate to have to be, have to be here. I'm going to miss Little League. And Mr. Burns is like, oh, yeah. that's fine. Make sure he's fired before the yeah. tug of war. <laughs> And yeah, and setting up Mr. Burns's character really well here with this is an know, absolute tyrant. Yeah, um, with yeah him going through the names and the greetings and oh, this must be young Brat. <laughs> and Homer's like, Shh, shut up, young Brat. <laughs> yeah, so, this must be little Brat. Yeah. But shut up, Brat. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's almost a future callback to later where they're like, uh, oh, and if it isn't Homer with Marge, Lisa, Bart, and expecting, yeah, uh, <laughs> the card needs to be updated, sir. Yeah, yeah. It did say expecting on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Oh, I didn't notice that. Continuity. Love it. There we go. And um, yeah, last thing I mentioned, that something that surprised us when we were watching it. Um, At the end, it ends with the little bingo was his name. Oh, medley calling mm. back to the first act break. Yeah, to the family who are driving off to the heavens singing B-I-N-G-O. And now they're the family yeah. drifting off to the heavens. Because bing- oh. bingo is how you signify a perfect family, apparently. There. So you get into heaven is as you're dying, you sing <laughs> bingo by spelling it out. Wow. Those are weird last words. B-I-N-G-O. <laughs> go. And bingo B-I-N-G-O. was his. Go. What was it? What was bingo? <laughs> his name. Oh. Uh, so there's some 
poor ass rhyming. It old, really is old nursery, nursery rhymes, rhymes yeah. from when no one could speak ling- English. <laughs> Linguish. Linguish. I thought you said blinguish. Blinguish. Languish. <laughs> like blinguish is like you know, English with extra razzle dazzle. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first time I've heard blinguish. razzle dazzle in about a decade. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time to rank this thing. Ranking. Phil, kick it off. Um, you know, I'm gonna go I think I'll go gold on this one. Yeah? I had a good time watching it. It's obviously the base that the Empire is built on. Yeah. I was thinking maybe silver, but then I forgot that Kubi Zirconium was a thing. Mm. So I went, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the most quintessential, but I remember a lot of it. It was a lot of fun and it had a lot of good jokes. The characters were not you know, not entirely true to themselves now, but you can't really uh, fault, fault season, season one yeah. for not knowing what season 13 yeah. characters are doing so yeah I'd say it was a good solid episode and obviously it was the thing that got them episode 2 to 36 mm. Mm. now I've been pretty glowing about this episode but I am just going out and saying it's a silver oh, wow. I, it just gold doesn't feel right to me like um, hey, you... silver's still excellent like <laughs> you gotta follow the high cuts man silver's at least the second or third best you can get well, I like to think of it like gold's still first, but like cubic zirconia is like super first, you know? It's zero. Yeah, but that doesn't sound right either. <laughs> yeah, that sounds worse. <laughs> zero on the rate of terribleness. But yeah, silver just feels right in the heart guts to me. It's a little bit slower paced. There's some still the foundation, but, you know, by all means, it's still excellent and great ride. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, take it away, Beach. Uh, I'm at a gold for this one. Uh, last week, as I think back, and I'm pretty sure we gave Call of the Simpsons a silver, and this is a lot more fun and a lot more lot tighter yes and the number of jokes that yeah after all these years still land really really well as well i mean for you know um we're the worst family in the neighborhood well maybe we should move to a bigger community that alone is is just a brilliant line a couple of good laugh out louds yeah um yeah it's yeah really just very tightly written really funny um we're gonna be probably one of my favorites out of season one uh outside of bart the general which i think we cubicked yeah that um, was unanimous cubic that one yeah so i think this is a solid gold if that's if bart the general is a cubic this is a gold and call the simpsons is a silver i think that fits yep and homer's odyssey is a bronze so there we go yep no that's fair enough all right cool well uh yeah um should i do the uh, i forgot to fucking do the whole do we have a corrections? No, oh, the spreadsheet thing again. Corrections. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spreadsheet corner. <laughs> Do we have any corrections? What's I am not wrong about anything. Um, remember we were discussing um in when we reviewed C E Doll when they had a cut to Maggie dancing along to Sex Bomb. Yeah. And we noted remembered that Dude Where's My Ranch has a similar joke. Yep. They are three episodes apart. Wow, really? That's, yeah. That actually weirdly makes it better. Like, if yeah. you put them at one end of a season, one at either end of the season, it feels like they're, they're not realizing they're using the same joke twice. Three episodes apart feels like a callback. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. But still weird that that happened in the same season. Yeah, actually, maybe it was just around Ali McBeal dancing baby time, so... They were just like, let's ride this fad that will never go away. <laughs> they're like, hey, we have a baby, and she can do whatever we want. Yep. Yeah. Um, she can shoot a dude. She did. <laughs> or did she... He did. What a magnificent. Did she? Shot him. This episode will end up being a dull gold. This episode will join such other dull golds as Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment, the uh, illegal cable TV episode. Oh, yep. okay. 
Mm. Uh, Selma's Choice, Duff Gardens. Mm-hmm. That's a good episode. Uh, Homer to the Max, the Max Power episode. Maintain oh. that deserves to be higher. That's only yep. silver. Uh, it's a dull, dull gold, gold, so two oh, gold, two golds no, and a silver. I, that. I got it from a hairdryer. <laughs> yeah. Um, Treehouse of Horror X and Simple Simpson. Okay. The Pie Man one. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> which got a cubic of gold and two silvers. The Pie Man one? Yeah, where Homer's Pie Man. I think I've seen that. Okay, <laughs> cut this because I don't want to be on record as saying, well, why did Sheridan give that a cubic? <laughs> Just, I've never disagreed with the ranking before, but, oh, come on. It was a pretty funny episode. It was pretty funny, Drunk. but cubic. Cubic fucking zirconia, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I like that it ended up a dull gold. I don't like that there's a cubic in there. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, yeah it's fine, man, one. Um, uh... Homer, look, it's kind of a... He just becomes a pie man? It's a bit of a um, Sam Raimi Spider-Man 1 uh, parody where oh. Homer dresses up in a costume and throws pies in the faces of people who doesn't have it coming. It and, is pretty funny. And his mask is def- a cut-out pie tin. Yeah. I definitely haven't seen it. No, it's like season... <laughs> 15. 15, yeah. So it's pretty funny. It's just highest accolade you could give it <laughs> and yeah the other two episodes we ranked tonight my fair laddie and my fair lady both participant both joining episodes such as there's something about marrying the marriage equality episode oh that one sucks <laughs> um any given sundance that one's not bad yeah uh brick like me the lego episode also not bad uh Really? Yeah. Actually, I don't remember anything about it other than it's Lego. So yeah. <laughs> it may be my fondness for Lego talk, speaking through. I wasn't on that the Fondness for no. bees. Oh, right. And uh, Simpsorama, the Futurama crossover episode. Not as awful as it could have been. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know about that one either? No. Wait, who who crosses to who? Yes. Do they go... Both. Um, so future? Bender comes into Simpsons land. Oh, uh, what? And then uh, they abduct the Simpson family and ha- take them into Futurama land because these hybrid Bart bunny rabbits are um, eating yeah. the future. <laughs> pretty much. Sounds pretty convoluted. It's pretty convoluted, but in terms of like jokes, it's it's not. It could have been so much worse. It sounds pretty bad. It does. But it's bad because, um, you know, the, between the two shows, you know, Five Simpsons and like Seven Futurama characters, they're trying to do too much character service and they put way too much time into Bender and Homer. And Yeah. Yeah, I failed. You participated and Shag bronzed. And I think that was like <laughs> the one time where I've been, you're fucking wrong, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even I can take Sheridan's cubic, but that... That one bugs you. <laughs> Something you failed, yeah, is getting two ranks higher. Yeah. That's, that's a tough pill to swallow. Quite a, quite a big spread. Yeah. Mm. Um. All right, well, that about does it for episode 47 of The Simpsons Index. Thank you guys for joining me this evening. Pleasure, man. Anytime, anytime. That's been Phil Calloway. That's me. That's been BT Calloway. Accurate. Yes, relation. And I'm Elliot J. O'Neill, reminding you that that's all the mustard in the house. That was adequate. Thank you for checking out the Simpsons Index podcast. Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes. And for today's extra content... Now what? Yeah. yeah. Blow. No commercials. <laughs> I don't think they called it blow back in the day.
Uh, record just... some of the old cocaine. <laughs> it's true. Why can you just say, eh, well, we'll just do cocaine. No <laughs> code words, nothing, no yeah. hiding. It wasn't illegal. Officer, want to do fine. some cocaine with us? You know I do. Yeah, I, I would, but I'm so high right now already. I, I'm just watching I my watch cocaine for, cocaine for breakfast. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, there's a good joke about a cocaine breakfast burrito in there somewhere. I'll get to it later. cocaine burrito. 10.30, cocaine break. I told you about Elder Strolls, yeah? Uh, yeah, that was hilarious. So I tried playing the same way in uh, the new Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Oh, right. Just um, so in this version, Link ignored his uh, Call of Duty and uh, ended up being a chef because <laughs> you can make money by cooking. So I have a, I bought a house in a village and I just cook. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to get there and I had to earn the items. I had to not die, and there were some very close calls. But yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of the worst real names you could give someone with the last name Titters. No. Uh, Hugh Bitters. Bitters. Bitters titters. Real names. It's real if you give it to a child, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's Just right. ask all the poor, like, Jedis and, you know, yeah. all the weird ass names. and hashtag, hashtag. hashtag. No one's called their child hashtag. Oh, yeah. It's happening. I, I remember it was an article in MX. Wait, the pinnacle of Australia's journey. Yeah. Yeah. For international <laughs> listeners, MX is the n- free newspaper you get when you catch the train or subway. It's basically the same as that old guy raving in the middle of the street. Interestingly <laughs> enough, no one ever takes it off the train. No. <laughs> Puts it on, never on. Um, no, at 8pm, uh, the floor of your train is just MX. Which is good, because it gives the homeless guy something to pee on. <laughs> yep. At least they change the newspapers every day. <laughs> just like a canary. <laughs> What a riff. So wait, the symbol has it's gotta be spelled out, hashtag surely. Yeah, it was spelled. I think that way. yeah, it was spelled. That's even more fucked up. That it wasn't the symbol? Yes, at least you got the symbol. <laughs> You've got like, well It's quick. It's this. Yeah. Not you the word you nickname's gonna be hash brown in like year three. <laughs> oh god. That poor um, kid's gonna go on a killing spree. Yeah. Um that will make for some terrible hashtags. Um, so, so not- but what a news article headline. <laughs> Hashtag <Bag> kills <laughs> 10. <laughs> Hashtag killing spree. I think I know why they did it. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag killing spree. <laughs> you just, you read literally true. Yeah. <laughs> I went all the way there and I looked out the wrong window. <laughs> <laughs> it happens sometimes. Now, if you look on the left, ooh, on the right. Like, um, I, I saw one recently. There was that news story about a guy who came here under uh, asylum who then re- saying, oh, and if I go back to Iraq, I'll be, uh, sorry, Iran, I'll be persecuted, but then went back like three times to get married or something. And the Telegraph had the, uh, you know, Telegraph published national syndicated paper publishing the headline, and Iran, Iran so far away. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, really? <laughs> I like the idea that, the editors have got together and they're like, okay, this is bad. It's a terrible pun. But when are we going to have this <laughs> as an opportunity ever again? It kind of felt like it was a super fun, happy slide of, of headlines. It's like, yeah. I know I shouldn't, but when are we going to do this You again? know that like in response to one of the um, politicians releasing a press statement in Comic Sans, they mm. did their whole front page headline in Comic Sans once. <laughs> Honestly, this is actually the stuff that print journalism should be doing to, like, get attention. Yeah. Cheap tricks to get your eyes I, I, I have spoken about that paper about twice now. I've never talked about the Telegraph for other than to talk about how shit they are. So, well yeah. done, Telegraph. You got me. Yeah. I mean, the only reason we were talking about MX then was to say it makes good 
<laughs> toilet paper. paper. Yep. Yeah. If they did an entire Comic Sans issue, we would talk about that. <laughs> no, just the front page. <laughs> Wingdings all the way down. <laughs> Marge, what's plain house, exclamation mark, upside down, smiley face, copyright logo mean? <laughs> you don't want to know. 9-11 is our job. Look at Wingdings. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the idea terrorist of... Plotting out windings to see. Yeah, they when reverse should, engineer. <laughs> when should we make this terrorist attack? Well, we have to do it in 9-11 or 11-9. One or the uh, other. One sooner. Yeah, but we've missed 9-11 this year. Well, we'll wait till next year, Gary. Jeez. <laughs> I don't think they were called Gary. Gary is just a funny <laughs> name. To they were called hashtag. <laughs> That's the leprechaun. He tells me to burn things. <laughs> Homer's on the toilet under the stairs, which I've never seen before, but whatever. No, weird. The door open, singing. Goddamn musicals. Yeah, I feel like my dad did that, too. (laughs) He put a toilet under the stairs? Or musicals. (laughs) It's D, all of the above. (laughs) Nothing else. Wrote musicals in bathrooms? Yeah. Dang musicals from toilets? Spontaneously. Your father has such a rich and interesting life. (laughs) I'm pooping my way to fame and fortune. See, no one wants to hear that. Of another line, rapping no rhyming with fortune is gonna be a little tricky. Um, or <laughs> two, <laughs> just like for a second, for you, it was like everything just rhymes with whore. <laughs> I'm walking on sunshine, whore, <laughs> and whores light up. Yeah, it kind of works. We haven't found a problem yet. No, I'm still trying to think of something that rhymes with fortune. Fortunes. Yeah, oh, it was in a Butterfinger song. I made my fortune. Now I just score tunes. Don't get up before noon. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well done. Well played, Butterfingers. I said your mama's on the head of my knob and it's better than heading to my dead-end job because the boss was a cockhead when I was a clerk. So now I clocked him and now I don't work. Anyway. Nice. What was that? There's one one of their songs is your mama's on the top of my things to do list, and it's like, yeah. uh, get a job, plant a tree, yep. and learn to speak a bit of Japanese, eat some cheese, something else. But then and then it rises up. All those things come to number two because the number one thing on my list to do is your mama. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible rendition. In terms, yeah, sorry but it was a good joke. Yeah, oh, I, I love Butterfingers. Like, yeah, to, like they are definitely the best Aussie hip hop act. Yeah, because most Aussie hip hop oh, is. Yeah, I grew up on the hard streets of Adelaide, <laughs> and I've wanted this all my life, mate. Come on, yeah, take that uh, hilltop like, hoods. No, oh, I can't. hilltop hoods are fucking good. What's, what's, yeah. No, what's fun is I wasn't specifically referencing them. It's like every single Australian hip hop group or band or person yeah. has a song singing about how much they've always wanted this forever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you don't have to prove it, you just need to do it. That's your proof, dickbags. Yeah. But I think that's why I like Hilltop Hoods is they have a lot of songs that are generally good songs. About. Oh, yeah. Like, have you ever heard their, there's their latest album, they've got Cosby Sweater and Out of Their Handshake, which are excellent. But back in the days of Drink From The Sun, they've got a song called 50 and 5, which is mm. fucking excellent. It's like, it's like the current version of We Didn't Start the Fire. But it goes for five minutes and it's excellent. I uh, Google Hilltop Hoods 50 and 5. <laughs> listen to it for five minutes. Tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> At ElliotJoneal.twitter.co. <laughs> it feels like that would belong on a cracked article, but they don't do Aussie shows. Oh, we've got to get cracked Aussie starting. Yep. The six shocking secrets of Hey Dad. I'll just be called Cricked. 
<laughs> Cricked bro. That'd be New Zealand. That's like the, the South Africa or the New Zealand one. Yeah. Oi, Cricked bro. <laughs> the, the seven shocking things we learnt on Police 10 7. These chops are crack. <laughs> I love Police 10 7. Oh, I miss it. That's the only thing I miss about cable is yeah. Police 10 7. <laughs> Officers have arrived on a potential tinny house. <laughs> They've found drugs on the pen. <laughs> They released the driver with his license and ruffled his hair. <laughs> they let him off with a slap on the wrist and a balloon. <laughs> and a balloon. <laughs> on the wrist also, I assume. Yeah. Because, yeah, we just, like, keep riffing on this because it's like Police 10-7 was always so low stakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the one, that, oh, it's still my favourite, where they, they start following this guy and they, oh, you stop, and he starts running, they catch up, and then they chase him, they catch him, and they go... And he goes, oh, I haven't done anything, I haven't done anything. He's like, well, why are you running? He goes, because I'm on the run. <laughs> it's like, did, did you write that? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> why did you avoid us? Because I'm on the run. <laughs> and the other guy who was drunk that, like, curbed his car, and, like, he was in the driver's seat, and they go, you curbed your car, mate. No. But your car's on the curb. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> You're in the <laughs> driver's seat, bro. <laughs> you can't prove I did it. Also, your car is curbed now. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even Sheldon gets, like, drugged a couple of times. <laughs> Wait, what? Big Bang Theory? I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I've definitely seen him high coming back from the dentist or something. Uh, I saw an episode where he was drunk and giving a speech, and it ended up on YouTube. And yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Give oh, that so... give that kid LSD. Pulls his fun. pants yeah. down, I think. Yeah. You know they're making a spin-off prequel series for Sheldon? Ah, uh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, Young Sheldon or something. <laughs> Stop it. You don't need this stuff. New ideas. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, this truck full of money disagrees with you. Yeah. <laughs> you can disagree with me quietly in the backyard as I deny that I even know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, it doesn't mean it's not for you. It's for uh, young Sheldon. What's, what's that? What's that guy? The Chuck Law? Chuck Laurie. Yeah. <laughs> He's got enough trucks full of money. Thank you very much. He's park it by the other trucks in the <laughs> truck complex. Yeah. He's not even unloaded the last couple of trucks. I need a new parking lot for all my money trucks. <laughs> need a new money unloader. You there. I'll pay you minimum wage. <laughs> Here, have a truck. <laughs> you, can, you can keep all the money you can unload. Oh, tired, hey? Yeah. <laughs> I would not unload a truck quicker in my life. 